Hello and welcome back to Go With The Flow. I am your host, Jay Flow, And in the studio with me again today, I have... Zach the Maniac Wolf. Zach the Maniac Wolf. You were my first, first uh-huh. guest. So Good to be back. Good to be back. This is technically, I wanted you to have on every 10, but... Mm. Shit happens, yeah, right. but this is te- I think this is number eleven because I recorded. So it's ten from the first one. Ten from the first one, yeah. But I've hit double digits for episodes now. I like it. So it's, it's always nice. Me. It's always a nice feeling when you break through some barriers, make oh, some absolutely. milestones. How are you today, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good. It took me all day to wake up, but uh, yeah, like the baby was up until one o'clock last night, and then I had to wake up at six. So yeah, uh, yeah. you work today? Yeah, it was a good time. Not it never is, dude. Work sucks. No. Yeah, doesn't matter where you work. Pretty I mean, much. I mean, some jo- some jobs are some jobs. Well, the funny thing is, I, I I like what I do, but I don't like just going to work. You know, <laughs> I'd yeah. rather just like do whatever I want to do because then it's not work. You know, I bet guy in college just have a lot of fun, but I, I bet I, they I, don't. I think you'd be surprised at how much. But fun I bet they, they might don't. Have. It's just like well, nobody goes in because their vagina is beautiful and awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I imagine like being a chef, like you cook all day and then you yeah. go home. You don't want to fucking cook. Gynecologist looks at vaginas all day. You don't want to go home, go down your life. <laughs> right. I wonder how many gynecologists are gay. Like that's you know that's probably uh that's probably a moderate amount. Dude, yeah, I I wouldn't doubt it. I don't know if that's like a statistic we could Google. I don't know. We probably could. We but there's got to be some kind of stat out there for that. We were talking in the break room at one of my previous jobs, and we were talking about. Where you fucking choke yourself while you masturbate. I oh, yeah. Auto, autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, something like that. And we... I actually have a comedy skit that I wrote about that. <laughs> it's not very funny. That's pretty That's pretty good, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. A guy that doesn't do comedy and you're writing comedy skits. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think of shit and then I'm like, well, yeah, you know me. I like... Yeah, I gotta write this down. Yeah, I'm like, fuck, I gotta write this down. You know, like, I have a thought and then I'm like, ooh. Yep. <laughs> It all starts with a thought. But we were we were talking about how many people died from that a year, and I was oh, they're like, oh, that's an interesting. Let's statistic. all just take guesses. I said a thousand. I was right. It's a thousand people. Around a thousand people die a year in the world or the United States. I think it's the United States. Okay, that, that makes sense. I bet it'd be more in other some countries that they don't get laid as much for their <laughs> right. Tired of fucking goats, so they just they're like hang fuck. Themselves. I'm just step this up. Let's fucking choke myself oh, to death. You watch Shameless, the show Shameless? I have not seen it, but I've heard good things. Oh, man. There's an episode where, like, the delivery guy, like, drops a package off at the bar. He's like, can I use your bathroom? And then they're like, yeah. And then someone goes in there like, hey, your guy's delivery driver's dead. And he's got his, <laughs> his fucking belt around his <laughs> neck. God. So he's, like, passed out. So then they, like, fucking hijack everything on his truck and steal it all. <laughs> and then they're like, they're like, oh, he's on a return route. Like, we can go pick up all the returns. So then they go and steal more. And then by the end of the episode, he, like, wakes up because he just passed out. <laughs> Yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. So, yeah. you know. Like in a it's bar bathroom, fault. and then like people are like, "Like, why would he do it here?" And it's like, "Well, when you feel the need to go- do it, you gotta, you gotta do <laughs> right. it. You gotta rub it out." You know, some people have urges. You just the gotta one, satisfy them. Then the one guy was like, "Oh yeah, to like prevent this, I always put like a lemon peel in my mouth or less, a lemon wedge in my mouth. So like, when I start to pass out, I bite down, and the lemon wakes me up." And <laughs> <laughs> some fucking people, right? Um, what do you think of the studio? I, I was going to ask you that because originally the plan was to have you make a table. It was yep. going to be one of these like workbench desks, and we were going to turn the top into like one solid piece, and we were mm. going to lower it and get office chairs. But then I remember I had these chairs. I bought these two chairs. I like these chairs. They're classy, fucking comfy classy as hell, as dude. Fuck. I was sitting at a on bar stools beforehand. It was just so uncomfortable for my back. Yeah, these I can sit down. I can 
relax. I did have that little table in between us for our drinks, but then I was like, I like this because now there's no barrier in between us, so it's not like there's a front or a wall in between us. It's just Perfect. an open So, like, flowing. if I needed to attack you, like, there if would be needed, nothing in my way? If you needed to attack me, there would be nothing in my way, Absolutely. in your way. Yeah, perfect. I like it. Yeah, no obstructions. <laughs> I, just, I like I like the open flowing. I like it, too. Well, the it, corner. The, the openness, that's a, that's a big... Uh, Makes you feel of, bigger. Yeah, well, no, and there's, there's not only just, like, a... Uh, just the feel to it that goes into like a psychological thing where it's like, hey, this is an open space. Let's open up, you know? Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I, what, I, do you, what do you think? Like the shelves, these were mounted, <clears throat> the boom arms are mounted to the shelves, but now they're mounted to like, these are brackets for shelves that I took off a shelf. Mm-hmm. I think it looks better. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, this is actually a pretty cool idea because then you can like slide it in and out and stuff. I had it on the end of here, like on the very end, so I could have it out as far as possible. But then, where'd you get these? The boom arms? Yeah, Amazon. Cool. Everything pretty much ninety percent of it's from Amazon. Right. Yeah, that's where it's pretty much where I shop for everything but groceries. Yeah, and, and you can buy groceries yeah, on I was Amazon. Say you can buy alcohol on Amazon now. Oh yeah, yeah. You can buy anything. Like you should, you should see how many books I have in my shopping cart on Amazon. It's like ridiculous. I my Christmas list all. was like eighty-seven books. Jesus yeah. Christ. I took snapshots of all of them and everything. Sent them like, to your wife? Yeah, well, no, no. I sent them to like my mom and stuff. My mom's on like now a scavenge hunt for like all the books on my list. That's yeah. awesome. I know. She's gotten me like 10 so far. Like, what a good mom. Yeah. How many have you read? It's, um, none of the ones from the, from the list because I like just got them. Okay. Um, although I did just, I've started three new books in the last week because I wanted to finish all my books before New Year's. So I've, I read 13 books total last year. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah. I tr- I wanted to get one a month done, and I beat it by one. That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. And one of them was 1,100 pages. Like I said, yeah, the name of the wind. That yeah. big one. Did but, you finish that? Yeah. But I, I was at, on like page 500 at the beginning of the year, so I got like 600 pages of it done. Yeah. But like once I hit like page 600, I like couldn't put it down. Like I read like 50 pages a night for like two weeks. I'm like, Holy okay, shit. done. Gotta, All right. Got to burn this one. Oh, out. yeah. It was fucking awesome. I think that's one thing I do want to do this year is read more books. Do it. I want to read at least 10. In my opinion, like, I've almost entirely stopped watching TV. Unless it's, like, date night with the wife. Uh, then it's like, all right, honey, whatever you want to watch, I, I can give a fuck less. You know, like, I don't... Yeah. It's, it's all going to be entertaining to me because I, I don't watch TV anymore. Like, so... It's all brand new. Yeah, exactly. It's a rerun. What? You know, like, rom-com? <laughs> fuck it. If it makes you happy, baby, I'm just here to be with yeah. you. Yeah. We have a list upstairs, like a poster, like a scratch-off poster of, like, 100 different movies where each each movie was, like, an award winning for this or whatever so it tells the movie and then the director so then we're just making our way through down the list nice yeah like the last movie that i actually wanted to watch was uh pinocchio we watched it on christmas eve oh there you <laughs> so, go So yeah so you got that's my that was my one movie that we, i got to pick for the so year, the month. what are you reading right now then you got three new books started what are you reading um <clears throat> the one i'm really excited for is uh 12 rules for life by Jordan Peterson. And I've been into Jordan Peterson a lot. I just finally finished a five-hour YouTube video of his. It's like a bunch of mashup of all of his lectures and stuff. Oh, wow. He goes into, like, psychology and uh, philosophy. Uh, and he does a lot of, like, he does a lot of, like, not necessarily work, but he speaks a lot about how psychedelics, like, affect you in, a, like, such a huge positive way if you have, like, that mystical experience. And he goes into, like, oh, yeah. the science of it and about all the studies that have been done. And there are studies that have been done in the last 10 years. Like, there are two studies, two different people that have gotten uh uh it passed a like a commission or like an ethics board <laughs> to be like hey uh one of them was uh he they tested 51 people diagnosed with terminal cancer and they gave them uh they they did like a double blind study where 51 of them got like a 
actual like dose, like a hallucinogenic dose of yeah. um, psilocybin, which is like the active ingredient in mushrooms. Yep. And uh, they said like I think I think he said almost all of them, every single one of them, uh, of the fifty one, like their mood improved, like their depression, their depression. Because, you know, that's what they label people that have cancer is they're depressed. Not, Some people aren't. Well, but in my opinion, if I got cancer, I wouldn't be depressed. I'd be like, I have a huge fucking problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> don't I'm call too, me depressed. I'm, I'm too worried a big to be, fucking problem. I'm too worried to be depressed. I <laughs> yeah. have fucking cancer. Yeah. Right? Like, of course I have cancer. You might call it depression because you don't have another word for it. <laughs> like, what the Jeez. fuck? Jeez. Yeah. But so they ended up having, like, super good moods. And they said, uh, even with six months later... They're like openness and their attitude and everything, and they're just optimism about death and everything, like skyrocketed. Like they went, it went up. What he said, like one standard unit or one standard measurement was like twenty five points on like the scale they were doing. So I'm like, that's fucking cool. Like, makes me want to do mushrooms, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, get a mystical experience. I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. I mean, okay, yeah, I've, everyone's got their fucking opinion on the guy, but. I like Joe Rogan. I, I like don't, him. I don't, I don't listen to his podcast. I personally, I do like him, you know, because he's, he's got the fighting commentary, so he mm-hmm. talks about that, and then he, I think in his Instagram bio, he says he's a psychedelic, I don't want to say entrepreneur, I don't remember what it was, but it's a psychedelic adventurer or something yeah, like yeah, that, because okay. he talks about doing mushrooms all the time. Mm-hmm. And well, they, they open your that. mind up to, like... Like, he did a, he did, like, a three and a half hour, uh podcast with post malone and they were high on mushrooms the whole time really it was fucking it's a good podcast <laughs> i no, wouldn't doubt it but they were talking i remember he was talking with somebody about it and it just it opens your mind so much and it it makes you look at the shitty aspects you have and makes you look at how shitty of a person you really are sometimes mm-hmm. and then it's like yep you got to fix this so then yeah. it, you fix it and i was listening to another podcast where these guys went down to mexico i think it was to do mdma that's mm-hmm. the chemical that you feel when you die right i think that's what it is uh, or uh, damn it, now I can't remember. Or when you're born, there's two. There's two different chemicals. There's a chemical that you only feel when you die, and when you're born, your brain gets flooded with it. Well, MDMA is uh, like uh, you might be thinking of M uh, DMT. DMT. That's what yep. I'm thinking of. Yep. Uh, dimethyltryptamine. So they went down and they they had like all their vitals checked. Like it was a yep. real thing. Like they had all their vitals checked. They did it in a hospital. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's did like, they did they talk about their experience? Yeah. So there's like there's like six different guys. Can I guess what it was? What's up? Can I guess what their experience was? Go for it. They went like to another planet, and like saw like what, what, what they would consider aliens or another being, and like these beings were like completely supernatural kind of thing. And they went and they like talked to them, and they were like, "This is the most real thing we've ever felt in my entire life." Some and, some of them were the one guy that I'm talking about did not have that experience. His experience was more negative than it was positive. Oh, he did the one in ten. Trip to hell. So he, <clears throat> so they like did it all on body weight. They gave him IVs yep. and they only put so much in their system based on body weight. Yep. And they do it at night because it's like a twelve-hour trip. And they just holy they, shit. That they, is that's a long time. They lay you in this bed and you lay in the bed and you trip. He said like wow. the clock was melting. Everything was turning red and coming at him. And so he all just this. did not have a good atmosphere. And then once they woke up and they came back to, they're like, okay. We're going to do this. And it's like, no. He's like, what the fuck? Like, you don't get a break. You don't get a rest. They're like, we're just going to give you this right now. And it was a totally another psychedelic that they just gave you a little. Back to back. Back to back. And then just fucking floods your brain. And you just, whoa, like, kick back in your seat. And then he said it was, 
after that, he quit drinking. His podcast got better. His mm-hmm. whole life improved. Everything's been going up. His yeah. friends and family both said, you're a whole different person. We don't know what happened to you. It's amazing. Yeah, no, the uh, the research that they've done with it is... Uh, I'm not telling... Just a, just a disclaimer here. I'm not telling everybody to go do DMT. No, 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 no. Wait, yeah, yeah, don't no, go. No. I, I also am saying that, too. Like, Don't uh, go do much. But we're talking okay. about stuff studies that we've read. Studies have been done. Yeah, like actual studies that there's proof you can look up. Um, I know one of them is, I think, John... Kaufman or Hoffman is one of the guys that does it, um, but uh, they found smoking cessation, like the you're quitting smoking, like after one dose of psilocybin is eighty percent, eighty percent quit smoking shit. after one for your life, the rest of your life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and like for me, that I'm trying to quit smoking right now, so I'm like, where can I get some hmm. mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a pretty sweet deal. That's awesome. Yeah, and do and he said it's like alcohol. Uh, you, you, people are like, "Fuck this! Why would I do that?" Because a lot of times, what they say is, you get that like, if you if you get that mystical experience where you like get the visions and all the hallucinogenics and or hallucinations or whatever, and it that's where and it's a good trip, not a bad trip. They said like ninety percent of the time, if you got a good atmosphere and all that stuff, you get a good trip. Yeah, the ten percent of the time, you go to hell. Like it's like I heard it's a lot on your state of mind going into it. Like mm-hmm. if you're thinking yes, negative thoughts, if is. you think you're gonna have a bad trip and you're gonna see this, then you're gonna have a well, bad trip. Well, in my opinion, in my opinion, what it kind of does is, is it completely amplifies your thoughts. You know, like what you what your primary yep. thoughts are. Like, have you ever heard of what uh, your primary question? Like, what do you think? What is your primary question? Like, if somebody asked you that, you say, I don't know. Me, my primary question that I ask myself every day. It's a question that you un- subconsciously ask yourself every day, and and until you take control of that question, you don't necessarily either know what it is or it's just a question that's like hey what what am i doing today you know like my primary question that i try to ask myself on a constant basis and remind myself is how can i grow today you know like that's still the mindset that i'm going to be in and i will be in for hopefully the rest of my life because uh in my opinion the a lot of people search for happiness i search for growth and meaning you know like that's kind of the transition that i took once i started having kids is because i like my my mindset was like Okay, you know, after thinking by myself, after having a couple drinks one night, I'm like, all right, I'm a parent. Uh, I've got a lot of things to teach these kids. You know, I, I know a lot of stuff. And then I started to think about all the stuff that I don't know. And I'm like, holy shit, like, I need to learn, first off, how to, like, continuously be a decent person. I need to continuously learn how to control my emotions, you know, because, like, kids, they're fucking just emotional beasts, you know? like and, Yeah, they can't control themselves. Yeah, yeah. And then I started looking up emotional intelligence and all that shit, and I'm like, holy shit, okay, so this is, like, a real thing, like... Uh, emotional intelligence has nothing to, it has a very small amount to do with your IQ like you can be super dumb and emotionally intelligent you can also be super smart and be completely emotional wreck you know like your emotional intelligence your EQ and your IQ intelligence quota are completely two separate things you know like in some parts they try to mesh them together but the IQ test does not actually test for emotional intelligence um but <clears throat> So like that was one of the, one of the many things that I was like, all right, I got to learn how to do this. And second off, I'm like, all right, I have to learn how to get in the growth mindset and teach my kids. You know, so how do I influence kids? And a lot of that is you got to relate to them. You got to be able to like put yourself down there. And that for me comes really easy because I'm like, I, I'm just a big kid. Yep. You know, like in fact, well, hell, why not? I can I can teach kids. Although my daughter's in like a stage right now where she wants to do everything herself. So I got to let her fail. Yeah. I got to let her fail. I got to let her fail. And for me, like 
to, it took me a long time to be able to just like, all right, I'm going to sit down on my hands I here. I bet to watch your kid fail over and over mm-hmm. is a very hard fucking thing to do. It, it is. I mean, because you, you, you want to just say, hey, this is how you do it. Or, you know, it, But now I've learned, you let him fail, you let him fail, you let him fail, and you say, Winter, if you want to learn a better way to do that, or if you want to learn a, a cooler way to do that, you gotta you gotta make it enticing to the kid. You know, if you, you gotta wanna, make it think of it's their idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to learn, you know, but you have to say if you want to learn, because then that means you are teaching them, and then they come to you when they want to learn something about how to do something better. And for me, that's what I want my daughter to do. Is I want her to come to me when she has problems. I want her to be come to me when she wants she has problems and to, to open up. You know, and uh, I mean that, that's a it's a tough thing to do, and I think a lot of parents don't do that nowadays they, they're just like oh god these fucking kids oh here's a tablet go yes. sit on the couch yeah yeah no like we have we have strict guidelines for the tablet like she only gets 15 minutes for games 15 minutes for videos uh 15 minutes for half an hour for like her uh, educational stuff and then another half an hour for like books uh so it's like an hour and a half total if she were to sit there and do it all day like in one block but i mean and then it cuts out at eight o'clock at her bedtime so like um we have put those guidelines on and she's never sat there for an hour and a half, you know, more, most of the time, like she'll get home from daycare uh, and I'm like cooking dinner or whatever. And she's like, Hey, can I watch my tablet? And I'm like, all right, we got about 10 minutes before dinner's ready. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, just zone out. But like before bedtime, the screen time, you know, like the whole blue light filter and all that shit. That's a real yeah, thing. Like that is a real fucking yeah, thing. Like, and that's why I try. My wife does that. So sorry, Lindsay. Uh, calling you out, <laughs> but <laughs> we have a TV in our room and like fucking, so I go back, we. yeah, I go back there and when I come to bed, I just turn that fucker right off, you know, and it doesn't matter. Like, but I always come to bed like at midnight and she's been in bed for like three hours, you know, but she's been watching TV for three hours. Somehow she falls asleep to that son of a bitch. Like she's always to, done that. I think it's more of a noise thing. Fair enough. Yeah. So like, she's like the dog and she's like, you know, I just want to see, make sure somebody's home. So <laughs> when I, when I work nights, I'll come home and I'll put on my headphones and I'll t- turn the noise canceling on so I can't hear anything, and I'll play it very, very low volume, like a rain sound. Oh, yeah, Just nice. so I have, like, a white noise, and then mm-hmm. I'm out, like, five minutes. Like, nice. that's all it takes. I know. I actually started doing that. That was another one of those things. Uh, I, I uh, Early last year, it was actually right around this time last year, um, I started to look up different sleep techniques, you know, and then that, that actually got me into meditation. Uh, and then like the difference between like all the different kinds of fucking meditation. Like if, if you ever looked up how many different meditations there, are, yeah, depending on your site, there's the, a lot. Yeah. The site you look at, it's between like five and like 27. I'm like, holy fuck. Like I'm just going to focus on a f- couple that look are really cool. And I like relax, relaxation meditation. That's what I do for falling asleep. You know, just focus on your breathing, thinking about nothing. Uh, that's, or that's, that's the mindful mindfulness meditation. I think mindfulness. Yep. yep. Um, and, uh, the one I really like when I'm, it, energized and i need to solve a problem is focused attention meditation it's where you just focus solely on one thing for like five ten minutes you know and you focus on your breathing and you say the only thing i'm going to think about is like not smoking you know or like where am i going to be in five years or what am i uh, you know what are my goals you know yeah. like but you think of one single goal you know like you don't jump around and the one of the hardest things t- for me learning how to meditate was to do the labeling of thoughts and then just send them off. You know, like I actually had to do the right writing them down so that I can be like, all right, when I meditate, these are the things that just pop into my fucking mind, you know, because, uh, I, I finished thinking grow rich too. That book was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like, yeah, did you like it? I did. Yeah. It got like, it was like one of those books that like chapter one, you're like, all right, this is, 
pretty boring stuff, you know, like auto-suggestion and like uh, the mastermind groups and, you know, kind of some stuff I had already known. But then like I hit chapter like 10, I think, and it's uh, um, the transmutation of sex energy. And I'm like, hello? <laughs> you I'm got my attention. Yeah, no, and that was the only one that I made a challenge out of, uh, which I'm going to tell you my challenge now. Uh, so I, I talked to Lindsay about it. I'm like, okay, so check this out. The transmutation of sex energy, uh, they say, too, and I'm at, like, the perfect age. Uh, they say, like, none of this stuff that you can do in this book, like, you can do it at any time in your life. But most people aren't, like, super successful, like, in their life until their mid-30s or until mostly after 40. So I'm, like, a little ahead of the curve. Because um, I'm turning 35 in two weeks, so. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yep. I was just going to ask you how old you were. Yep. And if you... <clears throat> Do you feel bad or do you regret that you didn't figure any of this out sooner? Oh, uh, dwelling on the past. Uh, I actually, I'm really glad about the life that I lived. Because, uh, like, Jim Rowan has a quote that I think I, I fit pretty well. Uh, and Caleb fit, really, almost to a fucking T. Uh, he said, I'd rather live 30 years of adventure than 100 years uh, safe in a corner. Oh yeah, that's and I'm good. like that was like I I I was the first time I ever heard that line. I was drinking on my roof, smoking a cigar, <laughs> like it was a really nice night. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking go up on the roof because uh, I can like climb up there easily, you know. And yep. I was looking at the stars. I'm like, this like is beautiful. Where night. you live now? Yeah, you can get on your fucking above roof? above my room. Yeah, yeah. I just go oh, up shit, the back okay, deck yeah. on the fence because it's like a six foot fence or whatever, and I just fucking hop right up. Yeah, it's fucking easy as hell. Uh, I mean, for I mean, for me at least. I mean, I yeah. don't know if everybody, but I don't know. If I'm, I a, can, I'm a climber. I <laughs> yeah, I say it's a little rickety once you hit the fence, though. I mean, I, I should probably read. We're gonna redo the deck at some point, but um, <laughs> so. Oh yeah, so like, but I do not regret learning any of this right now because I still have time to teach it to my kids. You okay. know, like maybe not the transmutation of sex energy. That's uh, <laughs> a little later in life, uh, if ever. But we'll I'll them, probably we'll I'll, let them figure yeah, it. Yeah, I'll probably give them the book when they're like eighteen and be like, "Read this." Yep. <laughs> Here's your sex education, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but the the uh, um, yeah. So the general theory behind transmutation of sex energy is you every man. This is for this one's strictly for men, by the way. Uh, but it, he said it can be used for women, but there's no like proof you know there's no studies that have been done and or anybody that he interviewed has been able to that's been a woman that's like been like yeah <laughs> but he's like you know it's a human thing so like yep. and he's sure it can be but primarily this is a male thing <clears throat> but uh he said have you ever heard of like a muse like yep. uh it's kind of the same thing like something that gets you and that's what that's the yep. one thing that gets you and yep and that's the thing that motivates you like uh it's uh like if you have a muse you have a girl that you're trying to woo and you want to like really do something extraordinary to fucking impress her, you know, to yep. win the girl, you know? And I was like, all right, well I'm married. Uh, I, I love my wife dearly, but I'm like, there's gotta be some way that we can spin this. There's gotta be some way that we can spin this. And so I'm like, all right, I'm trying to get my, uh, woodworking stuff going. I'm like, all right, I want to make 10 mountainscapes. Um, but, and I'm like, I want to really hammer out a process. You know, I don't just want to make, one at a time, you know, and take like a week yeah. to do one and then another week to do another one. I think oh, you're getting shit, a phone call. No, it's my alarm. All right. We'll put that down. <laughs> I'll put it back in my pocket. Uh, I forgot. Well, even if it wasn't airplane mode, that would have gone off. But <clears throat> so I, I told her, I'm like, we need to make a challenge. Like, I'm like, all right, how about this? Uh, um, 
what do I have to do? Like, wh when's the date? Like, because I want to make 10 of these mountainscapes. I'm like, when's the date? And this was, like, last week. Because uh, I, like, just finished the book. I read the last, like, probably 80 pages in, right, right at, between Christmas and New Year's. Um, but I was like, I got to finish this book before New Year's. Um, and I'm like, all right, so let's put a blowjob on the line. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been married for... Like seven years, buddy. Yeah, you yeah. gotta you gotta start betting and stuff. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry, I've been with my wife for almost seven, just over six, six and a half, or something like Fair that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I suppose the, the overall, <clears throat> me and my wife are just about to hit seventeen that's on the fifteenth. That's a long time. Yeah, dude. that's almost as long as Wait. I've been alive. No, which makes sense now. The fifteenth is our would be our 17-year anniversary. So is that why she said, did she say by the 15th? She said by the 15th. Oh, And no, I'm like, no, I'm I'm like fuck, I got three weeks to make 10 of these things? Oh, God. And like to the, the time it takes, I have to do like, it takes five different days just to do the gluing process. So like, I was like, fuck, I can't, I, like for two days, I was like, fuck, I can't do this. Fuck, I can't do, I'm never going to make that goal. I'm never going to make that goal. And then I just kept thinking about it. Kept thinking, I'm like, how? How can I do this? If I, if, if let's say I made the impossible happen, how could I do this? How could I do this? How could I do this? And all of a sudden I'm like, shit started clicking. You know, I'm like, okay, okay. What if I streamline the process? What if I think bigger? What if I think huge? Like, what if I think I can make 10 at a time? So that's what I'm doing. Is, oh shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to make them all at the same time. Like, so I've got. Instead of making one, two, three, four, you're yeah. going to do all 10. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So what I'm going to do is that, because uh, one thing I found at work is if I do one part of the process, like if I sand all everything and then uh, route everything and then wrap everything instead of sanding one, routing it, and then wrapping it. It's much faster. Yeah, because you do one whole step <clears throat> at a time for all of the shit. Yep, I've, you know? known, I've done that before too. When I do, when I got to do a lot of something, I lay it out, I do it all. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Way and, faster. Yeah, so I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, I think I can do this. I'm like, and I mean, I, I, time is ticking. I've only got... It's the third. It's like like twelve days. I all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I, I've got almost all of them stained, and then the next step is creating all the mountainscapes, uh, or the mountain packs because they're all little, you know, lath. But yep. but I have stencils. I made a stencil. So all I got to do is just boom, 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 shoot, cut, 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 and then I've got one mountain. Boom, do do do, and I need to make twenty of those because uh, the the big ones are double doubled, you know. So yep. I need twenty of them to make two per. Uh, mountain and then the little ones I just need to make 10 of those and then once I have all those it's just gluing them down and then it's just making the frames which I can just rip 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 and then they're all going to end up being the same exact uh, like dimension they're all going to be 24 by 16 with the frame that's pretty big yeah yeah I mean that's fucking huge oh shit I forgot yours oh you made me I one? made you one oh, yeah man. oh my god how could I forget hey we live <sighs> like two blocks away from each other so. damn it and yours is a good one too. Yours is not just the black with the uh, like the the moon that I'm gonna make around. It's got like the sunset style, oh, that's yeah, with the sweet. crescent moon. Well, it'll look perfect in here. I, I think, think it'll actually look really good right here. Like in between, it'll go good with that with the color scheme. It's almost identical to the colors of that. Okay, minus the red. It doesn't say stay groovy on it though. It can. No, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, you can put whatever fucking want on it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I actually if there was a part of me too that was like. <clears throat> I, to like kind of make it a little more of a niche kind of thing, like I could yep. do ones that have like motivational sayings on them, you know? Yeah, you could. Like, cause I got I got like a ton of motivational quotes that I put up on my whiteboard at work, just like keep me going. Like right now, I got life doesn't give you what you want, it gives you what you deserve, you know? So I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna make some shit happen. 
you know? And then there's another one. Uh, the one that I really liked that I've heard recently was, I didn't come this far to only come this far. Like, I, I love that line. That's pretty fucking deep, man. Yeah, I know, right? Because I'm like, fuck. And every time I'm thinking, like, I can't do this or something, I think about that line. I'm like, I didn't come this fucking far to only come this fucking far. Like, get up, Zach. Get moving. Get your fucking ass going. Like, don't be such a bitch. <laughs> That's Caleb. Caleb. Yep. Caleb's like, don't be such a bitch, asshole. Oh. <laughs> just got that little voice in the yep. back of your oh, yeah. head. Yeah. Caleb's like the devil and the angel on my shoulder. And they're both just like fucking pussy. <laughs> All right, before we get, we can talk about Caleb tonight because I think we. Cool. I, I wanted to talk about Caleb the last time, but we hit an hour pretty fast. But with this, with this setup I got going now, I can record as long as I want. Cool. And I'm totally down. So, uh, well, I, I think. Did you ever? I think a good place to start with that was would be before we get to Caleb. Okay. Though, yep. Let's finish talking about the books you're reading right now. Oh yeah yeah. Because you took. Okay. So what were the first two? Oh. Or uh, did we just get through the first one? Well, we kind of got through 12 rules for life, and then it was like, we got into psychedelics. <laughs> and then we talked about psychedelics. <laughs> yeah. I never thought, I was like, I didn't know what we were going to we talk about tonight. Completely, yeah. I well, I had a couple topics, because I've, like, I've been listening to a lot of different stuff, and I'm like super excited to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And yeah, like that was one of them. Like, that's uh, awesome. And it's, that's why I jumped into this book by Jordan Peterson, is because the dude is fucking intelligent as fuck. Like, he's, uh, and he has a podcast? I, or is it just mostly YouTube? It's stuff? like YouTube stuff, but he's he put it's all of his like lectures on YouTube. Um, so I mean, he's got tons of content on YouTube, and like he's just got a bunch of different stuff, and he's got his this one book. Oh my, excuse me. Um, uh, twelve rules for life, uh, and it's like these twelve rules, and it, kind of the the intro to the book is like how he came up with the writing the book, and it's like this was never meant to be a book that he intended to write. It was like it was came from a. Uh, I won't go fully into this, but uh, it was like a post that he put online, like to answer somebody's question. It was just like this little list of how to how to live a happy life or a, you know, well, a good life. Yeah. And he's like, well, here, here, this, 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 and it was like a list of like eight things or something like that, you know. And then it, he got like a ton of comments on it, you know. Holy yeah, it shit. just like exploded. And he said, uh, it's like Quora or Quota. I think Quora, Q W O R A. It's like a just uh, people post questions and then people answer, you know, and then it, the like a forum, basically. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said this was like in two thousand eight, you know, so it was a while ago. <clears throat> but he, uh, um, he said his his response got like just filtered to the top, got some traction. Yeah, yeah, because it's like one of those where like the more people like like it or whatever, it's gonna put you up. Yeah, and he like even said like the statistics about it. He's like, yeah, the stats are like uh, out of every hundred thousand people that see it, it's like. A couple hundred up upvote it, you know, to let it rise to the top. And he said, "Like I'm just taking a little video of you. That's all right." Oh yeah, yeah, with my animations yeah. and shit. <laughs> I like to talk with my hands, you know. But um, uh, so <clears throat> he started off with just this post, and then he started like people were like, "Hey, blah blah blah," and so he got contacted by uh, a book uh, publisher, and they're like, "Okay, uh, what can you can you expand on this? Like, can you make a book out of this?" He's like, "Probably not." He's like, "How about this? I'll write an essay for each question." And uh, then they, he started kind of writing the essays, and then all of a sudden he's like, "I've got a lot more to say about each one of these fucking things." So that it ended up being the twelve rules for life, and like the I know the first one is stand up straight with your shoulders back, and like I'm almost through that chapter because um, I like I just started this last week. Okay, um, and I'm only reading it on my fifteen minute breaks, so I mean I'm only through the intro and then like on page twenty five or thirty or something. But uh, the other one 
and that's all about like he, he actually has a really cool story in that about like lobsters and birds and like the dominance hierarchy and he goes into super huge detail on why to stand up straight with your shoulders back really <laughs> yeah it's about like uh and it's a it's a lot about like self-confidence you know when you and he goes into about, a lot of details about that about like if you smile you know it's contagious yeah and, and it makes and, like, you feel you, good you feel happy and he even goes through like an experiment he said sickness is mostly psychological oh a, a lot of sicknesses are like you can literally th- that's how they used to do voodoo and spells was like the equivalent of a spell back in the day was somebody consistently walking up to you and saying, you look deathly ill. I think you're about to die every single day. What if somebody walked up to you every single day and said, you look deathly ill. You'd start to believe it. Yeah, you would. They did a, they did a test where one, they they did this with like a dozen people where the, they would go to the person's house and there were three visitors in one day in the morning. The person would say, Oh, you don't look very well. Are you feeling okay? And they say, yeah, I feel fine. And then the second person would come in. You don't look very well today. Are you feeling okay? And they'd be like, well, now that you mention it, I, I, I am feeling a little off. And then the third person at the end of the day would say, you're not, you don't look very well. Are you feeling okay? And they'd be like, now I, I actually do. I, I don't feel well. You know, and just through one day, three people saying the same thing about how you don't look good or you look, you look ill. It's a psychological thing. Yeah. And they start Ill. to get symptoms. Yeah, and I'm like, this is totally fucked. Like the human That's mind, so fucked yeah, up. Yeah, the human man. mind is so completely powerful. We like, can be very easily manipulated. Too, we can though. be. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Like on my list of things to learn this year is hypnosis. Like you want to learn how to hypnotize yeah. people, not necessarily to do it, but because it's such a um, a good useful skill to like put people at ease. Like um, just like the way you bring your words up and the way you talk. Would yes. Be- Exactly. Technically hypnotize yep. and mm-hmm. ease people. Yeah, no, and it's a, it's a, it technically like all hypnotize, hypnotization is, is just a, a relaxation technique with the power of suggestion. Like that's the basic yep. definition. You know, I mean, depending on who you talk to, they, it could be different, but in my opinion, that's what hypnosis is. All right, so the 12 rules of life. What's the next book you're reading? Um, <clears throat> my next one for fun, uh, Foundation, uh, or Foundations, Foundation. By Isaac Asimov, uh, it's a it's a book of four. Wait, no, it might be more than that. I I only have the first four. I don't have the prequel, but I think there might be six. Either way, uh, I'm I'm only like six chapters into that one. It was uh it was the reading recommendation that everyone on the planet read by Elon Musk. So I'm like, it's got to be worth its weight. And after reading like the introductions of like all all the science f- fiction authors, they're like, reader, you're in for a treat. Like. Isaac Asimov is like a genius. Isaac Asimov has thought capabilities that are beyond comprehension, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like six chapters in and it's already fucking like blowing my my mind. Jesus. Yeah. Like it's about like a planetary system that's like years in the future. And this book was published in 1951. And this guy, he's talking about like space stuff, about like space flight. In 1951. 1951. He's talking, yeah, this guy imagined like a world that was light years ahead of where he is. He was talking about the difference between light years, how to jump between stars. Like, and this is like the first six chapters, he, uh, like planetary, whatever. And he's like, this is, oh yeah, back in the day, oh yeah, the uh, crappy space flight to your planet's satellite was, you know, was preparation to jump from star to star to do like a hyper jump. And he's like, he was waiting for the hyper jump, like the main character. He's like, I was waiting for the hyper jump. And, I noticed it uh, like only after it had happened. You know, he's like, uh, build up, build up. Oh, 
wait, was that it? You know, and it's like that because that's like how far in advance like technology will be in the year 1283 or some shit like that. But we won't be around. No, but like the whole premise of the books are the, he, this guy gets a job at Trandor, which is like the empire of the universe or at least the galaxy. Yep. And uh, he works for this guy, Harry Selden, uh, and he he's there to like, he doesn't know what the job is, but he meets the guy like sneaks into his hotel room. Uh, the first day that he's there, and he's like, "Hey, you know," he's like going over all these mathematician shit. He's like, "All right, so because this guy's a mathematician," and and <clears throat> so Harry's like, "Uh, this is what's gonna happen. Like after putting in all the stats and all the, the whatever, uh, what are what is the probability that the galaxy is or the empire is gonna collapse in the next and then last thirty thousand years, uh, in chaos?" And he's like, "Um, almost ninety nine point nine 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 nine." Like everything but a hundred, and so then wow. yeah, and they call it like uh, the Selden Project or something like that. But uh, like I said, I'm only and then they go, the, the like the first thing they do is they arrest both these guys, <laughs> and they're Holy on trial. Shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the trial of this guy defending his project and like why he's got a hundred thousand people writing this. And they call it the Encyclopedia Galactica, and it makes complete sense because if you think about like the Mayans, you think about the Egyptians, you think about. Uh, all the, the Romans. You think about Homo sapiens as we, yep. we started. You know, I mean, like you got Genghis oh, Khan. Yeah, and stuff yeah. Like that, I yeah. mean, you know, uh, Alexander the Great. You got all of these conquerors, all of these societies, all of these people that lived and they were completely crushed into oblivion. And we have very little to know of the knowledge that they had. You know, like we we have hieroglyphics, and that's like what we know about the Egyptians. Apparently, the Egyptians were fucking technologically advanced oh, all, yeah. out the ass. Do you think? Aliens help build the pyramids. There's a lot of skeptic. Uh, I've looked up a lot about the. I've looked up a lot about the Nephilim, and if you ever look up the book of Epoch, Enoch, the book of Enoch, uh, that's the book that that uh, they took out of the Bible. It was in the running, and that one's all about the Nephilim. Uh, it's all about. I haven't read it, but I, I I don't know if I can even get my hands on a copy of it. But uh, it's all about. Uh, it, are you familiar with the Nephilim? Never even heard of it. Oh, okay. Have you ever played Diablo three? Never. Oh, okay. That's kind of what got me into like, I've heard of the Nephilim before. What the fuck is it? Um, Nephilim are half human, half angels. Like okay. an alien comes down or an alien. And and that's a whole nother thing. Okay. So <laughs> uh, the alien slash angel, it, it, they're, they're depending on who you talk to, they're the same thing. Only some people say alien. Some people say angel. Yep. Um, and, uh, but essentially, if you look through all of the humongous technological advancements and like societal changes throughout history, like the Egyptians, um, how we went from or how we came to produce grains and farm in societies as opposed to just hunter gatherers and live in small like crop families, like making crops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We went from like a family like uh, you know clan to like an actual hunter gatherer society, like like the Native Americans, you know. Um, and then from there, we went to building cities. Uh, from there, we went to building states, to countries, you know, and then uh, bombing each other uh, yep. for religious beliefs. Uh, <laughs> but along the way, uh, at least up until the recent years, up until the Bible, pretty much, um, they said there's always been uh, the talk of, and the name is always different, but it's a, a Nephilim. And they... There are people that claim that they're they're giants, you know, like and the Egyptians too. If you look at some of the hieroglyphics, some of the fucking like see or the czars or the kings or whatever, the, they're a lot bigger. They're fucking huge. Yeah, 
and, and I feel like the Egyptians wouldn't be people to tell lies. a story. And exactly. Like, and, like and they're pe- going to put down pe- what they see. Yeah, and people were like, okay, so oh, they just represented him as being huge. It's like, maybe he was actually fucking huge, <laughs> you know? So but, he, here's the thing, though. Like, why haven't we seen anything like that lately? Oh, that's definitely... Like, the funny thing is, when I actually looked up, are there giants? Do giants exist? Like, every video that I looked up was less than three months old on YouTube. And I'm like... And every person had a mask. I, no one showed their face that was talking about it. Oh, shit. I'm like, first off, that's a little weird. Second off, yeah, that's a little weird. And do you think that well and they, there was one of them said the grand canyon there was a talk about some dude that went down in uh underneath the e- egyptian shit uh down in egypt in the catacombs or whatever uh so in like oh and that one was actually really cool he said that he saw the actual being like and it was like, covered in the it was in hibernation it was sleeping and it was like 13 feet tall and he said it had this like aura of like like he said like and he felt afraid to get close enough to like touch it he's like because he's like i just felt this thing like if i were to touch it i would wake it up or die you know like it's got this force field around it that's like yeah electric fucking field or whatever so i mean believe that if you want that's kind of (laughs) one that's kind of one of those like do giants exist i think there is something out there like i there's no way we're not the only things that walk on two legs that hold things with our opposable thumbs in this giant vast universe that's expanding and never stopping like we're not the only things out there well there's a there's a couple points on that too what i I do think though is i think that they are waiting even if when i say they i mean you know something else Mm. they haven't shown themselves or whatever because we're not ready we're not ready, but we're so still, we're very, very, I don't want to use the word primitive, but Infantile. like- Infantile. But we see something we don't like, we attack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, well, we attack what we're afraid of. We attack what we're afraid of. So I think either they're waiting for the fall of our, like the collapse of our society where everything falls down, so they're going to come help build back up, and then <clears throat> our societies are going to be integrated, or- they're just waiting for us to be like, oh yeah, we're like better than every. We're not better than everybody. We're better than what we were. You know, everybody's equal. Everybody's fair. Well, the I've but that up, I don't think that'll ever happen. I've looked up a bunch of different theories uh, on that, and the one that I actually like the best is they're waiting for us to evolve to the point where we can become allies, and because okay. uh, to the point of being useful. Because right now we're like little brother. Yep. And they're like, all right, come on, little kids. Like, you got to step it up. And, like, uh, too, like, if, the, like, essentially, if there is a god and they were our god, they created us in our, in their image. Like, so yeah. they're, they've been uh, essentially grooming us, if if this is the theory that, that I like. I think it's fun. I mean, a belief in such a thing is could turn to lunacy, so I, I don't put a whole lot of stock in it. But I like to think about it and think it's cool. So uh, I like to, you know... Uh, research this stuff and the the general theory is <clears throat> they're grooming us to become allies and or uh partners you know like because why else would another human or another another race or of beings create life or help life or interact with it you know aside from destroy it yep you know help I mean, themselves exactly yeah they're like all right okay yeah that so, makes a lot of sense yeah because i was listening back to joe rogan where he thinks you know, you see the 
he thinks like the typical image you know you see of an alien you know with a big head short little no no you, genitalia you, you don't think he the think, guy sitting across from you he but he thinks that that's what we're gonna end up looking like yeah because we're, it makes sense we're gonna be able to grow people in tubes mm-hmm. we're gonna not need to communicate with words mm-hmm. we're gonna each person's gonna know so much their head's gonna be so big and stuff like that. Like, well, our brain doesn't actually need to be any bigger than it is. I mean, we are literally have billions. Okay, so we have more neuro. As far as we can know, we have more neurotransmitters than we've discovered stars in our brains. Jesus. Yeah, and that's just like in your spinal cortex. It's like a lot. it's like fourteen trillion or some shit like that. That's a lot, just yeah. in one human man. That's well, just in one part of the brain. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a lot to take in. Yeah, but back to Joe Rogan. <laughs> right. So he was talking with like Elon Musk, and you've seen Elon Musk fucking Neuralink or whatever. Yeah. Like that's what's gonna. That's the start of us being able to talk to each other without words. Mm-hmm. And I remember Joe asking Elon. He was just like, "Oh yeah, like where do you find time to do all this work? You know, with Tesla and Neuralink and Starlink and um, all this and that and this." And the very first thing that came out of his mouth was. I'm an alien. I'm not from Earth. Like, <laughs> it's just like he's just fucking with people, yeah. or or is he? Is right. the, maybe I, the guy's well, not from Earth? I, 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 either that or he's a robot. Yeah, and he doesn't sleep. Because yeah. there's a lot of speculation with people that are like, "Oh, Donald Trump says that he sleeps four hours a night. Jeff Bezos only sleeps four hours a night. Uh, you know, Elon Musk doesn't fucking sleep because <laughs> he's a robot." <laughs> yeah, dude. It's but yeah, I mean, like the dude is he's obviously he's in the category of genius. He is. Each, each uh, era of humanity needs that person to push through and break through. Oh yeah, he is ours. I mm-hmm. be- I truly believe that he is the person that is gonna make life different. Oh yeah, I mean too. Like if uh, I like I said, I've done. I used to do a lot of research on Elon Musk um, when I was looking up trying to like find uh, the correct role model. You know, to like model myself after in my uh, my stuff. Like uh, who? What would this person do? You know and. Jesus just wasn't cutting it for me. So I'm like, I don't want to be, uh, look up to a carpenter in the, whatever, that potentially did magic tricks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but I mean, nothing to say anything about Jesus. He's a great role model for a lot of people, and he's done a lot of good uh, in the books that were written about him. But, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but I wanted to find a real life role model, you know, so I started looking Someone up. Someone tangible that yeah, you can Exactly. See. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I started looking up like guys like, Henry Ford, um, you know, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, uh, and it all kind of came from. I, I ended, I ended up finding this uh, school called Entra. Uh, I might have told you about this by Jeff Lerner. Is this? He's the CEO. Um, but like, I so I enrolled. Uh, and oh yeah, yep, yep. And I'm learning like digital marketing stuff. Uh, and then like, there's another class on digital agencies, and there's another one on course creation. Uh, and eventually, yeah, I want to uh, do affiliate marketing. I want to create my own course on making like tool safety, how to use power tools. Uh, and cause that kind of coincides with what I'm doing right now. And I'm really passionate about it. But then also I actually want to do with what I'm learning about Jordan Peterson is, and I'm Jordan Peterson was, was actually on Joe Rogan with Jocko Willink at one point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those two have a lot of stuff to go, go together. But, uh, I, <clears throat> one of the reasons that I feel like, uh, I am as confident as I am is, like I, even when I was bullied as a kid, you know, like I don't have a whole lot of psychological trauma because I 
didn't have anything like completely crushing happen to me when I was a kid. Like, sure, I had a rough childhood. You know, I didn't have like a lot of money and all that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that's not what constitutes a rough childhood. A rough childhood constitutes like not having a father. Um, you know, like uh, having one or your or having parents a, getting divorced. Yeah, I mean, like your parents are still together to this day, aren't no, they? No, no, my parents got oh, divorced when they were five. When I was five, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh yeah, no, I mean, like I did. Luckily, I didn't know what was going on at the time. But I mean, like. At least I still had a dad that I like. We actually went every other weekend, so we had split custody, which was kind of cool. And yeah. I wish me and my brother actually lived with him for a year in sixth grade, and we were split from my sisters. So like we'd see each other on the weekends because like it was kind of still joint custody, you know, uh, where like every weekend my mom would have all of us, and the other weekend my dad would have all of us. But your parents were like cool with it, like they're like we're gonna work this out or what? Like did they fight at all? Oh, they with- hated the fuck out of each other. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. it was constant bad mouthing, like. And that's one thing I was like, well, if, when I, if I ever have kids and stuff like that, I, I understood at the time, I was really kind of a self-aware kid, I, not, the more I think about it. Like, when I went through, like, the sex ed class, and they're like, you're going to have mood swings. I'm like, that sounds like it sucks. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And I, I never did. You know, I was always like, I'm going to be cool. So one I've, thing... I've, kind of, I've kind of had the stoic philosophy ever since I was a little kid. Okay. Like, one... I'm going to think logically. One thing I do remember that you had when you were a kid, because you told me about it. When you got caught having a fucking hunting oh. knife on you, like a giant jack knife. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a hunting knife. It was just my pocket knife. Oh. But it was. Uh, this is a funny story. But you also had a picture of the Columbine, the Columbine shooting, yeah, with in your Eric fucking Harris locker. and Dylan Klebold. And I had long blonde hair, and I always wore a black stocking cap, and so I looked exactly like <laughs> Dylan Klebold or You're fit one in the of persona. them. Yeah. And like the the classic pictures of them of them in like the cafeteria where he's like walking, he's got like the Uzi or whatever they had, yeah. You know, and the, the picture like from the site looked exactly like me. <laughs> so I'm like, probably not the best. But why picture. did you have that? Oh, to rem to the, for me. Uh, and this is another thing that I relate to with Jordan Peterson. Remind yourself who the fuck you can be and who the fuck is around you. Like humans are capable of so much more than you think they're. A lot. Yeah. Like, and don't get on the wrong side of one of them because if, like, you've heard the Dane Cook skit where he's like yeah i find the creepiest fucking guy at work and i like i like give him stuff you know i give him candy bars and i really want him to like me because the day that he's like coming through the office like he's gonna save your life no he comes to my office and he kicks the door and he's like thanks for the candy bar (laughs) you know (laughs) i'm like it's a good mentality to have (laughs) you know like but jordan peterson's all about like uh he, he learned a lot from carl jung uh, who understands like what he calls the shadow, which is your fucking deepest, darkest parts of you, you know? And I mean, like I've had a chance to explore some of the deepest, deepest, darkest parts of me when I was younger. And I've been to a lot of those places, you know, like, uh, <clears throat> doing things that I know are totally wrong. Bad. Uh, yes. Things. And like being like, all right, you know, Hey, I, I know what I have to do. And like fighting was one of them, like the ability to go in and I mean, just completely destroy somebody. Have I told you, uh, I watched, I've been watching a whole bunch of my fights. Like I've been watching all of them, and like I, I was a fucking beast. Like yeah, the a one lot that of you these, showed me, it was insane. Dude. Yeah, dude, like, a lot of these guys didn't stand a fucking chance. Like toward the end of my career, like I was running out of guys. Like they, like the one of the last ones, uh, the, I fucking made the dude look silly. I was playing with him, and I was like, oh, that's right, I forgot about this fight because this guy sucked. He wasn't even worth my time. You know, he was tough as nails though. Like I was trying to go for a knockout, I kept standing him up. I stood him up like four or five times. You know, but like. Uh, and then fucking I was going for head kicks, you know, cause I really wanted a head kick knockout. And like, there were three or four of them where I was like, boom, and you just like see his mouth guard, like fucking, you know, never knocked him out. Never. No, I was, I, I was like, yeah, this dude's a motherfucking beast. Like, 
Uh, he's he's not as technical or as aggressive, but like he was tough as fuck. Yeah, you know. Um, but like I was like, okay, you know, like I really did. I really was as good as people told me that I was. You know, cause I was always really humble. But I was like, no, I just haven't fought a guy at my that was really super tough. You know, now like I wanted to go back and fight the Nat McIntyres that I fought earlier in my career that were really fucking tough guys that had like a hundred plus Muay Thai fights. You know, um, but like I ended up going fourteen and a half minutes with that guy, and he trains. UFC fighters, you know, like, and I was, that was like my 12th oh, wow. fight. Yeah. I was like nine and three at the time, I think. Uh, and he, he definitely, it was one sided, but after looking back on it, he didn't like completely destroy me. He didn't like make me look silly. Like did I he, did. Did you win or did no, he, he beat me? He uh, yeah, I, I wanted to go to decision, but I was trying to move and duck and cover, uh, for the last round. Cause I mean, but he kicked me like so many times in my leg. My leg was black from my butt to my ankle, my left leg. Yeah, it took me three days to walk up stairs again. I had to, literally had to rehabilitate my leg for like two weeks. Fuck. Before I could that. like actually before like the swelling was down and like the color was coming back. Um, so I mean like I know the damage a human can take, and I know the uh, damage a human can do. You know, and for me, that's why if I see people like that are struggling or whatever, I will stand up and be like, "Hey, you need a hand." Or, yep. you know, you, you need somebody to protect you because you are either choosing to not protect yourself or you can't, you know. And if it's a cho- if it's a choice, it's something up here. You know, it's something in your head. Um, and that's the, that's what makes me really want to help teach people to train, to fight, you know, um, because that's a, it's a self-confidence thing. You know, like yep. I, uh, when I walk into a bar, I, I don't look around like, oh, there's some big scary guys in here. You walk in there like, yeah, someone comes at me, I can beat the fuck out of them. Yeah, I'm like... Well, if they have a knife, then I'll grab a chair, I guess, you know, but like until like drop the knife and then they're fucking done, yep. you know, like then I'm taking them to the ground and ground and pound or breaking their arm, you know, or choking them. All right. So what's the third book you're reading? Because right now we're talking about your books. Oh, <laughs> we, my we God. Went from yeah. space exploration to Columbine to <laughs> right? beating the fuck out <laughs> yeah. of people. So what's oh, your yeah. third book? Um, my third book is, um, oh, Atomic Habits by James Clare. I'm only like, I've only gotten to sit down and read that for like a half an hour. But that book is all about, I'm really excited about that one too, because that's what my whole goal is for this entire year, is I want to get a good morning routine and a good evening routine so I can get my evening routine in order so I can get to bed and get some good quality sleep. And then I can wake up in the morning and, uh, you know, start my day with really good habits, start with a win. I want to exercise in the morning. I want to, you know, stay hydrated, uh, journal, meditate, uh, I fuck it. What else? And I I bought a habit journal so I can keep track of all my shit, you know, and every single day so I can be like, all right, you know, and on there even is like motivate somebody. I want to motivate somebody every single day um, to like whatever, be their best selves. And uh, but so like that one right now, I'm just in his story and it's, it's pretty fucked up. Like he got hit in the face right between the eyes with a baseball bat when he was like 17. And it was Holy like his shit. story of like having to learn how to walk again. <laughs> like he blew his nose the day after it happened. Uh, or two days after, because they like, they put him on in an induced coma because he was like having seizures and shit because his brain was swollen up. He broke like his nose and both of his eye sockets and like he blew his nose and his left eye popped out of the socket. <laughs> <laughs> and it took like a month to go back in. And I'm like, that's that sounds pretty fucked up. But you know, then it, it, I'm almost done with like his little story. But like the kids woke up, so I'm like, oh, okay, nap time's over. Daddy's gonna put the book down. You know, but yeah. that one's really, I'm really excited about that one because that one's going to get help, hopefully help teach me how to kind of hold myself accountable uh, and take, take responsibility. 
um, for everything, the where I'm at in life and where I want to be in life. You know, like, and it's small habits. It, like, the funny thing is it says small changes, remarkable results on, like, the front. So I'm like, okay, you know, that's exactly what I need. You know, I need to start taking control of the small things I do daily to help with the bigger picture. Like, for me to achieve the goals, I want to be at where I'm 40. Like, I've got yeah. a bunch of goals that I want to have accomplished by the time I'm 40, and they're really fucking big, and they're going to take a lot day to day to day to day. Like, what am I going to do now today to get up that fucking mountain? You know, like, and that's where I'm at right now in life because I'm like, all right, I got a family I got to take care of. I have, I want to, you know, I, I, to honest to God, I want to work and have my wife stay at home with the kids. I want to homeschool the kids. I want to have enough time to homeschool them also myself. And I want to be able to take vacations and te- bring them around the world, you know, and have them ex- uh, expose them to other cultures, yep. how the world works in other places. Cause like if you're a sheltered little kid and I don't know, have you ever left Wisconsin? Oh yeah. Okay, good. A lot. Good. Yeah. Keep it that way. Like, as many times as you can. I love Wisconsin, but it's also it's a great, it's also very it's, nice out of here. It too. is a great place to come home to. It like, is. Oh, yes, I love it. But like, uh, there are so many places I want to go so I can learn how their culture is. You know, like what their daily things are. What what weird things do they do that's just normal for us for them? That's totally weird for us. You know, like because I got a little story about that. If you want to hear about yeah, go like, for it. Different cultures and different. And it has to deal with Wisconsin and Michigan and Minnesota and how the culture is different. The upper Midwest. Between the upper Midwest and all that. And, yeah, I'm calling out Michigan, you know, or part of Wisconsin, too, is really shitty. Like, if you travel, just travel around Lake Superior, okay? Lake Superior, you go to the shores of Lake Superior and, like, Duluth and Superior, and you see how well it kept it's taken care of because the people in Duluth are very I want to say environmentally conscious mm-hmm. and they take care of their stuff up there really well I think from what I, my experience mm-hmm. and then we went out towards Green Bay on Lake on Lake Superior and it's just trash everywhere <laughs> shit everywhere we we pulled no, off no, no pride we pulled off on a couple couple little roadside parks to go walk the beaches and some of them were so full of trash you couldn't even see the sand jesus it was fucking disgusting and there's boat launches there people getting in the boats i'm like you're gonna fucking go and fish and eat a fish that <laughs> that's tra- been trash mobile <laughs> that's been sitting around in this fucking trash that's disgusting so yeah no i know what you mean by like different cultures and different stuff and that was just a quick little tidbit i wanted to put in there that yeah. Where you are in the world definitely affects what happens, and your environment has an effect on you more than you think. Your environment has a huge effect. It on has you. almost all the effect, like and it, yeah, like you, it, we are a product of our environment. Is essentially how yep. we work, you know. Like I mean, but on that note, we are also the only species that can uh, uh, consciously recognize it. But or... no, we're the only uh, species that can shape the our surroundings around us to our will okay you know like we're the only species that like deer can't go and like be like hey i'm gonna fucking build myself a little fucking they can't remodel their house bulletproof shack you know (laughs) live in it and be safe you know a human can go like buy a house that they really enjoy and get a job that they enjoy or don't you know uh and they can you know they can remodel their house like you said like they can make a studio you know whatever you know, like we shape our worlds in our image. You know, that, like, we're the only and species. In return, it makes you who you are. Kind of, yeah, yeah, and and also vice versa. You know, 
Like, without your environment, you can't be. And without you, your environment can't be. All right. All righty. You want to talk about Caleb now? I do. Because I want to talk about Caleb, and I don't want to wait until episode 21 to, right? <laughs> to get well, you on again. I think that's a big part of my identity, too. So, like, why I am kind well, of the way I am. Here's your twin brother, man. He he was somebody that was living, breathing, sounds like you, acts like you. You know, you guys were, like, the same. I don't want to say you're the same person because everybody's different. Well, it, it, uh, I, we always but explained we're, we're, very... like, we were, like, the yin and the yang. Like, we were completely black and white different, but we always had that piece of each other inside of us. Yeah. You know, okay. And the other. So before we get talking about Caleb, explain explain who Caleb was. Oh, uh, and all right. Is and yeah, yeah. Okay. So Caleb's my twin brother. Um, obviously we were born at the same time. That's what twins. But who's uh, older? I was. I am. Oh, yeah. By two minutes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but and we're fraternal. Uh, and like he's got different colored hair. He's like two an inch or two taller than me. And by the when he died, he was like sixty pounds heavier than me because he was bodybuilding. Uh, dude was fucking enormous. Like he got I, the better parts of the genetics. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Well, and too, like our entire life growing up, like I finally caught up to him, like when I was twenty, and then I I was still only within like an inch or two, like. But like our entire like looking at pictures of us when we were growing up, he was always a head taller than me, like from birth, like so like, uh, and yeah, we both weighed a, a combined ten pounds when we were born. So oh, I wow. was four and a half pounds, and he was five and a half pounds. So give or take a couple ounces, but like <clears throat> we, uh, uh, yeah. And we, I, I, and we always argued over who was always in green and who was always in blue. Cause my mom, my parents always dressed us in one in blue and one in green, you know, even though, oh, we, really? even though we weren't like identical, so they could totally tell us apart. You know, he had blue eyes. I, I have Brown and like, uh, but we both were like fucking Q-tips when we were kids. You know, I think neither of us actually started to get color in our hair until we were like between eight and 10. You know, um, just a little blondie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, so, uh, yeah. And Caleb was always kind of like, and this is kind of true for a lot of twins, uh, especially if you're like in China, they hold the older one to such a higher standard that it's almost as if every minute you were born before, they counted as years older. So like, holy shit. Yeah. So like, and that's kind of how me and Caleb were. Like, Caleb was always the rebellious little kid. You were the responsible. Yeah, and I was like the responsible like, and like. So, like, and when we were growing up, too, like, I think one of the reasons that I am so independent and Caleb was always so kind of dependent was because Caleb was always getting in trouble and parents were always yelling at him and he always got all the attention. And I didn't, there wasn't a whole, and between him and Casey, uh, you know, the, those two were the troublemakers. And me and my sister, Nikki, we have both brown eyes. So it was always the brown eyes versus the blue eyes. And the blue eyes <laughs> were always cool. just mischief makers. That's a cool yeah. way to put it. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, too, my sister just got out of prison on in October. So, like, oh, yeah, you shit. can tell. Yeah. It's true. You know, like. Troublemaker. I know. But, like, and the shitty thing is, is I've got two blue-eyed children. No. Oh, so I'm like, oh, oh fuck man. me. I actually made a recording about that. Break and the was, cycle. Yeah, about like family history. And I was like, fuck, I've got two blue-eyed children. I'm like, nope, I'm going to break it. I'm going to be a great father. Like, I'm, these kids are going to be phenomenal. Like, not every blue-eyed person in the world is a fucking meth addict and, you know, going to prison, <laughs> you know, and then <laughs> overdose before they're 30. <laughs> like, but uh, that's not every blue-eyed kid. You know, look at uh, Travis Fimmel. He's doing great for himself. He's I don't know who that really is. Blessed. He's the guy that played Ragnar Lothbrok on Vikings. Never even seen the show. Uh, he also was in the movie... Never mind. He's a he's a guy that's got blue eyes. He's doing really well for himself. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, but like so, uh, I, he always got all the attention, and I'm like, that's I think that's why I'm so kind of independent, and I always find my own way yep. and kind of headstrong. Is because I was like, all right, you know, well, fucking 
no one's going to help me out. So I'm just going to figure out what I need to do to do what I need to do. Um, and so that's kind of my, our generic childhood. Um, but I mean, there's a ton of stories about, you know, random shit that we got into. Like, uh, me and Caleb were always fucking fighting each other. And when we always like full on like fist fight and like, come here, motherfucker. When we were kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean like, but it and even once, like I said on the last podcast, once we started to learn how to fight each other, they had to separate us. Separate you. Because we were like, we've got gloves on. Oh, it's fucking on you, (laughs) son of a bitch. But like, um, yeah, so we, and two, like uh, Caleb was always kind of one of the, he was really proud of me, but he was also really jealous of my success. Like, because Caleb was always the fighter growing up. Like, he was always the troublemaker. Uh, when we went, when we were in sixth grade with my dad, we went to the cities. So, like, field elementary school. We were sixth graders. And Caleb, for Caleb, it was like prison rules. He literally went in the first day, like, and if. Uh, Saw the biggest kid. And yeah, like, and just beat the shit out of him. Come here, motherfucker. Yeah. And, and then, but, all, but the cool thing about that was nobody fucked with me because Caleb was such a fucking crazy yep. dude. They're like, you don't know, fuck with this little guy. Yeah, like, he his will fucking, beat your ass. His little brother's gonna fucking. <laughs> you know, even though Caleb was always fucking way taller than me, you know, but the, everyone was like, you know, don't fuck with Zach. And like, there were uh, I in field is the most. I got in three fights that that year, and they were all unanimous decisions. Like one of them, I kicked a kid in the face because uh, he stole our ball, uh, and like that that was that was kind of a harder school. Like you needed to make examples of people, uh, otherwise you got fucked with. Like yep. and people stole your shit. Like and then one kid stole my CD player out of my desk, and he was a fourth grader, uh, and so I actually found it in his desk, and like I like I headed to it and I fucking cornered him. And just fucking nailed him right in the fucking nose. And they fucking just blood and shit. And I, I I don't even know if I said anything. Like, like but he fucking knew exactly why I fucking punched he him. He knew. He, yeah. He deserved it. He knew yeah, he deserved no, it. I was, because I mean, I fucking stole it back. You know, and so he obviously yep. knew, oh, I fucked up. And he never fucking talked to me. Didn't even look at me for the rest of the year. And I was like, good. Thank God. Like, you know, violence does solve problems. It sometimes you know, it like is, if you, yeah, yeah, if you have a fucking problem piece of shit that's gonna steal your shit, Beat punch him in the fucking face. Like he, people deserve to get punched in the face. If they don't get punched in the face, they're never gonna learn how bad it feels to get punched in the face. You know, that's like, true. That's why that's the difference between me and my me and my wife is like I'm. If my daughter's gonna climb on the slide and do something dangerous, if she falls and busts her fucking face on the She'll floor, learn. yeah, she's never gonna do it again. You know, like there are some things like. I'm not going to like give her a knife and be like, all right, go throw this at your brother. Yeah. You know, no, I get what you mean. Like there's, there are things that you learn. Like if it's something that she's going to like die. Oh, actually here's a good example. Um, I was up on the counter earlier trying to like get coffee cups from like the re- way back of the shelf. Yep. So I was on my knees, you know, and I got jeans on and the, you know, like the counters on a, that your kitchen are slippery, you know, when you're on the jeans and stuff. Yep. And my daughter came up and she grabbed my feet and she started pushing them up and my knees started sliding back. And I was like, I'm going to slide this back a little bit. But I'm like, winter, 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 stop. You know, and my wife's like, <laughs> my wife's like, don't yell, don't yell. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking yell. If you don't yell, how's she going to learn? Yeah. I'm like, winter, I almost fucking fell on you. You know, minus the fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, winter, I almost fell on you. I'm like, if I would have fallen, I would have landed right on your tiny little body. You know? And she's like, Okay. And you know my and my wife's like you shouldn't have yelled at her. I'm like I I should have yelled at her. I didn't want to, I didn't want to fall on my daughter. Yeah. You know. And she she didn't take it bad at all. She went out. She found a box and she came back in. She's like, look at me. Look at how I can fit in the box. And I'm like, see, look. She, she didn't, totally forgot. She didn't about take that personally. No. Nope. You know. She understood that I was 
worried about first off myself and yep. second off about her because like yes it would hurt me but second it would hurt her a lot more she was gonna break my fall so like you know. yep um but back to the blue-eyed caleb not you know but, but um so i don't know what led me on to that story yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yell at your kids folks yell yep. at your kids <laughs> well yell at them when you have a good reason otherwise be calm and respectful toward them and teach them because if it's your fucking responsibility, you had kids take responsibility for them for fuck's sake. They're your kids. The teachers aren't going to teach them how to be safe. They're not going to teach them, uh, you know, how to be a good human being. They're going to teach them. They're not going to teach them life skills, math and science. Yeah. And... Yeah. They're going to teach them, you know, like right now, my daughter's four. She's in kindergarten or not even, not even in kindergarten. She's going to go to kindergarten next year. Um, like we are teaching her how to read. We are teaching her math. We are teaching her letters, you know, and she's really good at it. You know, I mean, we actually take time to be like, hey, Winter, here, this is like, she can count to 100, you know? I mean, wow. yeah. And I mean, she can do m- small math problems, like what's well, up to like 20. So like what's 10 plus 10, she can do 10 plus 10. You know, like it's probably the max one, but she can do like 8 plus 8. She can do like 5 plus 5, you know, like anything up to 20. That's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, it's because we, we work with her and she, you know, she has an interest in it too. So we always, whenever she's like, hey, I, I want to, can you, I want to learn numbers. We're like, Boop, jump on it, you know, but. Yeah. All right, but back to Caleb. Um, did you see my post that I put on Facebook? Yes. And okay. I, I think I shared it. I really. Oh, I are hit, you the one that shared it? I think I hit the heart reaction. I shared it because cool. it was very touching. Yeah. No. And uh, like, okay, so I wrote a story about. Um, this was when winter, or when yeah, when winter was about two, and my wife was, uh, pregnant with Wilder. Um, she. It's like this real story about. Uh, I was having a rough day. Uh, I was feeling kind of moody, you know, because I went through a bad time when Caleb died. Like my, my first thing was nihilism. You know, like there, it, nothing is, we just go through life and it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, and fuck this. What's the point? You know, like, and that's an extremely, extremely dangerous mentality. Yeah. To have. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, I mean, that's when I was like, Thinking about fucking, well, what if I just fucking... Most people that have that mentality commit suicide. I had those thoughts a lot. Like, a so, lot, a lot. Every time I was, saw a semi, I was like, it'd be just, so quick. Yeah, It'd be so quick. You know, like, I wouldn't even feel it, you know? But, like, then I was like, I wouldn't get to have any fun anymore, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, life is about having fun. And, uh, but, like, so I kind of got myself out of that funk... And then it was like, all right, I'm into nihilism or not nihilism. I'm into like atheism, you know, like there is no God. He doesn't. And if there was, he doesn't give a fuck about me. So I'm not gonna give a fuck about him. And then that kind of went into ag- agnostic, you know, like uh, if there is anything, I just don't care about it and I'm, I'm not even gonna worry about it. Um, and then, you know, I had finished the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and I was like, and he is like straight up nihilist, like he's or atheist. Like, so he's like, obviously, and if you read those books, like he's he does a lot of shit about God and like how the universe is totally fucked and like we are literally just people blowing in the wind and that's I mean yes we are but yep we're just we're just going with the flow go we're know? just going with the flow yeah, man you know? uh, that's why I love the name of this podcast I'm like that's a great name and the FLO the flow. that's like my nickname mm-hmm. you know Jayful. so I had to incorporate it in somehow and right yeah but um then uh <clears throat> so I ended up coming back. Uh, after kind of thinking like, okay, so I, I need to get a better mindset. And then I found Antra, which I didn't know that I needed help. 
uh, with my mindset and everything until I found it, you know, and from the most unlikely places because they did this challenge where it was a 90 day content challenge where it was like, all right, hey, you got to post something somewhere. You got to do a blog uh, or a vlog, you know, or a YouTube channel or something. You got to post something one one day for 90 days. And I was like, what can I post that I can stay kind of cool about? And I was like, and this was like a couple weeks before uh, the three, the four year anniversary. So this was just about last year, uh, right, right before Christmas. And I was like, all right, I'm going to talk about uh, Caleb, you know, and how much it sucks to lose somebody that you love, you know? So I started talking and kind of just making these short five minute videos, you know, and the, they suck. Don't ever watch them. Uh, they're Did you on, post them on YouTube. Yeah. I got like six or seven videos. Oh, they, nice. They're terrible. They're terrible. Uh, they have like eight, six views a piece, you know, they're probably all me, <laughs> but like, uh, what I found was talking about it, uh, and kind of putting a little bit of structure. Like I, they they all had small points, you know, like the first one is literally, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I just, I just know that I want to start making videos to reach out to people to say, Hey, life can suck really bad if you lose somebody that you love. Yeah. Um, and I, I just want to know first off that I'm not alone. And second off, I want to tell people that they're not alone. Um, and that I, there's somebody out there that's going through the same problem as you. Um, and that led me to start to kind of dissect the feelings and kind of some of the stuff that I'd been holding in kind of bubbled to the surface. And it was like, all right, so I want to talk about, uh, I think one of them was the one that really, really helped me was I started to think it was called mini breakthroughs. And uh, it was once I realized all the feelings that I didn't want to have anymore, like depression, anxiety, um, I didn't want to feel... Is it already 8.50? I didn't want to feel, um, you know, nervous or I didn't want to uh, cull or suppress any more feelings about thinking about Caleb. You know, I didn't want to be at a place where I was like, this sucks and fucking life sucks and uh, just fuck all this. So I kind of made a video of like, you have to understand everybody knows how they want to feel. But until you focus on how you don't want to feel, you can't really black and white it and really aim and know that there's a line. So I was like, until you understand how you don't want to feel, you can't really understand how you do want to feel. It's kind of like you can't appreciate the sunshine and rainbows. and like, If you don't have like yeah, if the you, rain and the yeah, clouds and the if wind. you've and... never understood what negative 60 is yeah. and wind chill <laughs> yep. and your car fucking dies and you have to get a ride home. <laughs> You know, like, and then you, you don't have a car for, welcome to Wisconsin people. You uh, come because it's beautiful. You stay because your car doesn't start. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But like, so the, and then I, I started to kind of reach out to a couple people on the entree place. And then I started to really open up about, uh, how much it sucks. And, you know, and that kind of inspired me to just kind of say, Hey, you know, life doesn't always have to be like this. I can actually find, uh, meaning and truth and, uh, I find a purpose, you know, first off. And like, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, like, I don't know exactly what my purpose is in life. And that's kind of every person's existential problem. Um, but right now I'm really trying to hammer it out. Like I want to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life. That's going to give me meaning and fulfillment. And right now, the, a big thing is I, I want to be a positive light in people's lives. You know, I want to tell them, go out and be the best you, you can be go out and do something fun, go out and <clears throat> experience shit. You know, don't be afraid to get your heart broken. Don't be afraid of, of dying, you know, cause first off, everyone's going to die. Yeah. So, you know, and what I always tell people is, 
uh, I really don't care how or when I die because I'm not going to be alive to fucking have to deal with it. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, right if you now. you die, like, rock climbing or you die, like, skydiving, you die doing something pretty fucking cool. Yes, yeah, like, no, and I mean, like, I would rather die on my feet doing something I love than safe in a corner. Yeah. Like Jim Rohn, you know, like, riding in a prison cell. Because, like, safety uh, is no different than being in prison. Like, people, yeah, I mean, people in prison? They're safe. They're safe. Yeah, they're quite safe. I mean, so, most, most, most people. You know, you got, you got the crazy prisons, you know. But, so how long ago did Caleb die? Uh, just this last, December 17th, was the five-year. So that was kind of the first big one. Um, and did you guys have, like, a party for him, or? We, well, we were. Uh, do you more... Or do you more so celebrate his birthday than when he died? No, uh, I don't know how that shit no, works. No, we're had... we're totally fucked up. Uh, uh, we celebrate the death day, like because it's still my birthday. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I'm like, fuck you, Caleb. I'm alive. My, my birthday now. You fucking. And quit. I, lo- I love I love your sense of humor with it. I love how you feel about it because you're so open on talking about him. Oh yeah. And I remember it was like one of the first times we talked. I talked to you about your tattoo that you got on your arm, on your left arm there, yep. and you totally explained it. You're like, yeah, it's my brother. You know, you OD'd and died, and he's my twin brother, and this and this. I'm just like, I've known you for five minutes, man. Why I are know. you fucking telling me well, this? Well, and- dude, that's why I wrote you the thing for your wedding, is I was like, <clears throat> like after you left work, I was like, I, I one of those other things, I was, I, I, I do a lot of drinking after work and thinking, about, but I don't do that much anymore, you know, but I still do a lot of thinking yeah. and writing, you know, when stuff comes to mind. Um but I was like, all right, what was Jake at work? You know, and then after you left, and that's why I wrote you the thing. And I wish I would have finished it before your wedding because I would have stood up and done it. That would have been awesome. Mic. Yeah. Just like every, like the brother-in-laws give the speech and then this guy just Yeah, right, yeah this fucking guy that has known Jake for like three months, you know, or however <laughs> long it was at the time. It was quite a while. That's probably about a year. Okay. Uh, probably, it was over a year because... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. But either considerably short, and I, I hadn't, I'd never met any of your family before either. So like, <laughs> except like, for Lindsay, you know, the fuck is this guy? Yeah. You know, and yeah, so it would have been kind of funny. <laughs> They're like, Pfft. is he talking about the same Jake that we know? This guy's <laughs> up here crying. You know, Jake's such a good person, and it's like, oh no, he's he's talking about someone else. He's at the right. wrong way. <laughs> this guy's at the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> what, what the hell? Yeah, uh, but like, uh, it was kind of one of those things, that, and that was too another thing, like. Uh, I, I still take a lot of those things that you did uh, and I, I've i incorporated them with my persona at work you know, and just my persona in general because I'm like, it's good to have somebody that's welcoming. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's somebody that actually like listens you know, and actually cares about like what's going on and like making sure you have information and just kind of checking in on you, saying what's up and all that good stuff because like, that's rare for a... I... What I try to do is I always try to be nice to people, no matter how ma- no matter how much I don't fucking like them, because it's it's inevitable to like everybody. Like you can't yeah. like everybody. You're gonna have some people that you genuinely don't like, and that's how it is. Yeah. But I always, whenever we do our lines, whenever we do like shift switch off or something, sometimes I follow somebody I don't like. Sometimes I'm before somebody I don't like. I always try to be like, okay, hey, what happened? during your shift or this happened during my shift, I always try to bring a positive attitude. I'm mm-hmm. not just going to ignore you and say, okay, it's your problem. Bye. Yeah. Well, and, and a lot of people are like that. Oh yeah. And, and uh, many 90, 90 plus percent people. are. What like I, that. I always try to have my better foot going forward. I always, I mean, sometimes, you know, I'm a little bitch, but I always try to put my good foot for, first. You know, I always try to say hello to people. Mm-hmm. 
I always try to say good morning. Yeah. And some people go like, I'll be like, oh, good morning. And they're like, oh, what's so good about it? I'm and I'll be like, well, you fucking woke up breathing today, didn't you? You know, you, yeah. You, yeah, right. you actually fucking woke up today. But what I learned, you know, some people just don't fucking get it. Oh, yeah. So no. those, so I, I pick and choose who I say good morning to. And the people that always have a problem with the word good morning, I'll just say morning. Morning. And then they'll be like, what's so fucking good about it? I'd be like, I didn't say good morning. I said morning. I said morning. I'm just clarifying to you that it's morning time and hey. this is the time we see each other. Morning. And they're just like, oh, 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 okay. Like they don't know what to fucking say. So right. that's why uh, I've resorted to just saying, hey, and then using their name. Because it, it, try that. No, I do that. People, if you use people people's use names, their name. It, yep. it has they, such they, an impact. It has a psychological thing. It people has, like to hear their name. People like to hear yeah. their name. I always, I, I do say hello or good morning. And I always throw that's how I got in, in with, That's how I got in with Tyler. Because I was like, all right, I got to, when I was the runner, I was like, I got to fucking work with this guy. Like, and I actually have to like work and like, I have to get information from him. And if he's going to be a crotchety fucking piece of shit all the time. <laughs> Just then, use his name and he'll, yeah. he'll, no, and he'll so accept for, you. For three straight months, every single morning, I went in and I was like, hey, Tyler. And I, it, it, sometimes I'd be like, how you doing? What's up? You know, and to which he would never respond. Yeah. You know, so it finally it was just, hey, Tyler. You know, and then after like about a month or two, he started to say hi back. You know, and I always made sure to smile. Like I was excited to see him. Smile too. Smiles. It's, it's fucking, it's, in, it's as contagious. Con- contagious as COVID. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keeping with the times Possibly there. even more. But no, yeah, smiling, it's such a. It's a fucking weapon. Yeah. Because you can change someone's entire day with a Completely, smile. Completely, yeah. You can back someone off the edge with a smile. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. That's, that's a good and way to put it. It's Smiling is just, it's, ama- it's an amazing thing. Because yeah. when you smile, chemicals get released in your brain. It makes you happy. Serotonin. Which throws an aura out, and that yep. aura rubs off into people, and it makes them smile. In that book, Think and Grow Rich, he talks about uh, toxic negative thoughts. How they are literally like... A radio signal of like fucking hatred and depression and shit, and people feed off it. Like, yep. if you have one single negative thought in like a crowd of people, everyone it feel will that way. fucking throw. Yep, it'll That's, spread like wildfire. Like when I'm when I'm at work and there's people that get upset and there's people that get mad and there's people that are just naturally pissy because they're. That's just, they're pessimists. They got nothing going for them, so yeah. whatever you know, they go home, they drink every night, they wake up, come back to work, go back home, drink every night, whatever you do, you. Yep. Not hurt me, but uh, I don't like that you're hurting yourself, but that's not my problem. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to draw a line somewhere. But I always I always try to, you know, be happy. And I there are certain people that I avoid unless I have to talk to them because I don't want their negative negativity to rub off onto me. Mm-hmm. And like when I'm working as two people to run a line and when something goes down, you know, I try to be positive about it. I don't try to get mad. Some people just get fucking irate at the little things. And I say, why are you mad? Well, this, this, is this. I said, well, we know that that's something that can happen. So why, you know, we're working towards this common goal. We're both here getting paid the same amount of money. We're both here working. We both don't want to be here because this is work. Yep. But we have the same common goal. So why don't we try to get on a good mindset to move towards that goal? Get the line running. Get it running good. Mm. Get everything working. Why would we want to cloud ourselves and not be... The best version of ourselves trying to get this going. You know what I mean? Like why? One line I like to use for that is, uh, y- you know, we work together, so why don't we try working together? Yep. You know, and a lot of people will say they'll like be like it's like light bulb, and they're like, oh, well, because a lot of people okay. go like, when you change something, and it's like, oh, they they did this, this, and that, and this, and that, and it's just like, well, 
because that's how they like it to run. Whatever, that's fine. As long as it doesn't mess the machine up, I don't care. But right. if something is messed up, let's work together to get it going. Oh, yeah. And, like, for people like that, too, I always almost try to find it as a challenge to, like, try to boost their day a little bit. Like, I'm going to get this guy to fucking smile. Yep. Like, <laughs> just, hold just my like, beer. Like, Punisher. Like, yeah, I'm going to yep. get him to smile, like, you know. Challenge fucking accepted. You <laughs> come, come get some. So, how old was Caleb when he died? 29? Yep. It was a, a month and a day before our 30th birthday. That sucks. I know. Yeah, so when I turned 30, that was a pretty rough day. Oh, I fucking That was a really, bed, really rough day. Yeah. Do you want to talk about how he died and leading up to that? Oh, uh, I will only go so much into it, but uh, the the better story is when I found out. Um, but, okay, so I, I can tell you exact details to the point of, like, minutes, where he was, what happened, uh, the why there's a blood outline of... Uh, where he was laying on the blanket, you know, when he coughed up blood and it landed back on him. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, we still have the blanket. Holy oh, yeah. shit, what? Yeah, we were going to burn it, but then we're like, this is actually kind of cool. <laughs> like, Frame it hanging on the we're, wall. We're kind of sick fucks. Well, I mean, you guys do have a fucking cardboard cutout of the guy. I do, and I talk to it on a regular basis. And you brought it to the hospital oh, when yeah. your wife was oh, in labor. Oh, so, oh and... fucking check this out. So for Christmas, this is a kind of funny story, and I've, it makes me think, are we taking this a little too far? <laughs> but, but then when then I was talking about it, I'm like, nah. But nah. okay, so he would, he would enjoy this. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Caleb Caleb would fucking love it. He would think this is the most and this is fucking funny if you're a sick fucking bastard. Uh. So we always set out a we always do hot cocoa and toast for uh, Christmas morning. Uh, yeah. Is our tradition, you know? And we always set out a place for Caleb. And like this, like me and my mom always go back and forth with having the cardboard cutout. And this year I, we had him and. So we put him at the table, you know, next to Wilder. So it was like Winter, Wilder, or Winter, Caleb, Wilder, and then me and Lindsay were on the other side of the table. Uh, and Wilder was trying to, he saw the place set for Caleb, you know, and he looked up at him and he's like, Caleb, eat. Caleb, eat. So Feed, you're eat. one-year-old son or almost he's, one. He's uh, coming up on 20 months. Okay, so yeah, your one-and-a-half-year-old son yeah. was trying to get a cardboard cutout to eat. To eat food, yeah. Because, <clears throat> I mean, we talk about Caleb like he's a real-life person. Yeah, you know, like, I mean... He gives him hugs, and he gives him kisses, good night, and like I wear him around my neck for the exact same reason about Columbine, is to remember, like, hey, fucking shit happens, and life is short. So, like... Enjoy it while you can. Yeah. So, like, fucking, this is a constant reminder that I'm going to die someday, so I might as well really enjoy my life, you know? Uh, <clears throat> and some people think that's pretty morbid or whatever, but I'm like... It's, it is what you make it, you know. And I mean, like, I'm I'm only on this planet for a short time, and life is a supreme gift, and I'm gonna fucking cherish it. You have more. The odds are better of you scratching a scratch off and winning a million dollars than it is being alive. Yeah, like yeah. you have more. You have more Fair chances enough. of winning the lottery than you do sitting right here recording this mm -hmm. podcast with me. Yeah, how fucked up is that? Yeah, that's how rare life is, and people take it for granted. Every single day, which is why I'm kind of on the path that I'm on. Because I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to be the best person I can fucking be. I'm not going to, I'm going to stop wasting my life, you know? But like, he was trying to feed Caleb this piece of bread, this piece of toast, you know, buttered toast. And he's, Caleb, eat. Caleb, eat. And we were like, Wilder, Caleb can't eat. He's, we, he can't eat it. And he was like, he, then he finally realized he didn't, he hasn't been eating. He hasn't been moving. And he's started panicking. Like Wilder did, yeah. 
like I think he finally realized that he's not real. He's just a cardboard cutout. He's an inanimate object in our oh kitchen. My Lord. Yeah, and like because we've had conversations with Winter, and we're like, all right, so you know, and you're she knows Caleb's not real. She knows the cardboard cutout's not real. We're kind of wondering that. Yeah, because oh. she said no. Caleb's in our kitchen. Like Caleb's in our kitchen, so I think she knows that he doesn't move or eat or anything. But I don't know if she knows that he's not alive. Like, well, I we she knows that because we 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 talk about she had a fish, uh, and the fish died, and so we we were like, yeah, just like just like your fish, Caleb was once alive, you know, and that's kind of how we brought up death and how okay. where Caleb is and the Caleb and Fiza are, are together and they're having fun and Caleb's taking care of Fiza, you know. But it's like so she but she's she's still very adamant that Caleb's not in heaven, Caleb's in our kitchen. Okay. You know, and so I'm like, all right, so that's <clears throat> a little concerning, but she completely understands what death is and how all that works and like all like I said, but Wilder, you know, he's a lot younger. He's still understanding the concept. He's a baby. Yeah. yeah. So we're like it's so he's just started. Caleb, eat no, no. And we're like I started laughing. What do we do? You know, I like, I literally started laughing out loud and I was like, Wilder, Caleb can't eat. Caleb can't eat, man. It's, it, it, it. and I'm like, see, look, like and I, I grabbed his piece of toast and I like shoved it up to his face, you know, like shoved it into the cardboard mouth and like, it, that didn't help at all. Uh, Cause then he really realized he wasn't going to eat. Oh, and I'm man. like, Oh no, <laughs> shit. But, uh, I, he'll get over it. He won't hopefully remember this and won't traumatize him too bad, <laughs> you know. But like, so yeah, like we're we're the family. But like Caleb is still just as alive as he were if he weren't yeah alive, you know. Because I mean, like we still tor- still tell stories about Caleb, you know. And Caleb had an accident, and that's why we're careful. Um, and you know, we we, we don't go into the details of why he died or how he died, but um, yeah, yeah, it was a drug overdose. Yeah, he he. People make mistakes. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, he uh, got a sixty milligram oxycontin that he boiled down, uh, and then put in a syringe and did intravenously. You know, they call it banging. Uh, and he it had been seven years since he'd done it, and furanyl fentanyl had been going around, uh, and the oxycontin that he got was laced with furanyl fentanyl, and with Caleb being a bodybuilder, he was on all kinds of like he, he was on steroids. Uh, we're not going to sugarcoat that. Uh, but he was also on a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, supplements, you know. So his body was already under a lot of stress. Complete, complete stress. Yeah. And this just fucking like, it was like an hour or two after he took it. Uh, his organs just started shutting down, you know, starting with like his liver and then like fucking his kidneys. And then the fucking his, it ended up getting into his lungs and then fucking blood was in his lungs. And then he started coughing up blood, you know, and like cleaning out his car, was a nightmare. Like, that sucked. Uh, but, you know, something that I was like, we got to do. Uh, and the only, the one thing that I do regret was not going to the cremation. Cause I mean, like I was in such a bad state. Like I was like paralyzed. You know, I was like, I just want to fucking sit in the corner and drink myself until I can't feel feelings anymore. You know? Um, yep. but like, uh, it happened on a Saturday. Uh, he died at like five thirty six. Or something like that. In but, the morning? Yeah. Because uh, he took it at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Because he was like, I he's like, I need to get some sleep. I'm supposed to be at the gym at like 6 o'clock with one of our friends. And so he's like, I'm just going to fucking get some sleep, you know. And like woke up, drove himself to the hospital. 
and died at the hospital. So like, and I, I highly recommend if somebody that you love, uh, dies in a very sudden way like that. And sometimes is excruciating and do not get all the details. Don't get all the details. Cause now I bet it haunts you. I bet I had a dream and I have extremely vivid dreams and I got so many details about what happened and the machines they hooked him up to. That you see it all. Yeah, like I had, were dream, there. I had a dream that I was standing in the room watching it happen, like holding his hand and like That's looking horrible. him dead in the eyes. And like I, I, I was fucked up for like a couple months after that. Like <clears throat> that's something I couldn't unsee. I can still like I can close my eyes and see it clear as day. You know, but after you get used to something like that, you're like, I understand it was just a dream. I, I, I can't do anything about it. I hope I didn't bring anything up like that. I hope I didn't well, fucking what do you mean? trigger anything. Oh, no, 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 no. Trust me, man. Like, uh, You're I, used like said, to it. I'm at a lot. I'm gonna, uh, I've faced all this shit 100%. Okay, Like, Because I, it, it, you know, after so long, people are like, you got to move on. You got to move on, Zach. You got to get. And so I was like, I, I, how, how? That's such a terrible thing to say to somebody that's grieving in such a tremendous way because move on. yeah you can't well yeah just fucking move on just, just forget my twin brother like he ever fucking existed oh fuck you guys yeah i, I, I can't I, do that yeah i know i mean so i've i found a way to face it which which was the release the weakness you know it was uh i was up in my bathroom uh after work one day i was drunk and i was taking a shower and i was thinking about like god this sucks i'm like i have to make a decision i have to i, I was listening to <laughs> the song uh Fast Car by Tracy Chapman, and she says, uh, "Leave tonight or live and die this way." Uh, and she's talking to like her fucking drunk boyfriend or whatever. But so I was going through that thought, and I'm like, "God, why is that? Why does that ring so powerfully in my head?" You know, and like there was this voice or whatever, this subconscious or this higher power that was like, "Zach, you got to do something. You have to make a decision tonight. You're either gonna fucking die because you're drinking yourself to death, or you need to start making progress to becoming a." better person yep and like so i was like and i i remember asking how how do i do that you know and this thing this thing that i was talking to like i don't know if it was caleb or what but it was like you you need to release the weakness and i like i was i was pretty drunk like because there was like still like I, I lost like six months after caleb died like just fucking every single night getting obliviated drunk like I, the people i yep. talked to don't remember any of the conversations uh fucking nothing uh, all complete blackout almost every single night. But uh, I remember, I, I wrote it down, release the weakness, like, on something. And it was, are we getting like two hours now? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All right. I just had to make sure it's still recording. Right. Okay. But like, uh, uh, I remember thinking, I I don't have to let Caleb go at all. You know, I have to release all the parts of me that are holding on to him that are keeping me from being the person that I need to be for everything, you know? And I was like, that makes so much more sense. All I need to do is really release the parts of me that are being weakened by Caleb's death, you know? And I was like, that makes sense. I can do that. I'm not going to forget Caleb. I'm not going to forget the impact that he had for 30 years of my life. I'm not going to forget how he helped me become the person I am today. And I'm, and I, like I said, in my post, I said, I still learn things from Caleb, you know, yep. because he had so much to teach uh, in his own way. And I just say, I remember I actually fell down on my knees and I like, I remember like just like flexing every muscle in my body. And I don't know, 
if that was like the transition or whatever, but that was, I remember the defining moment where I made the decision to quote unquote, move on, you know, but it, it, no matter what the words are that you use, the point is the same. You start to get back to a normal life. And there, yep. there are three things that happen after a uh, personal loss, you know, as devastating as the one that I took. And one is you never recover. That's pretty common. Two is you recover back to a point where your life is normal. The third one is you recover to a point where you are actually stronger and better, not, not necessarily better off, but you're at a better place, you know, because you've learned something extraordinary from what you went through, you know, and that's where I'm at now. Like I've, I've hit all three stages. Like first I was completely crap, cr- crushed. You know, couldn't do shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? Like literally it took me, like I said, it was six months easy before I like was like, all right, I should probably start working on not drinking, you know? Yeah. Um, but, and in that time too, uh, my wife got pregnant. <laughs> so like, I was like, Oh God, you, you know, now, be, I, now I'm an expecting parent and like, I really got to get my shit together. My wife's like fucking constantly like Zach, you got to get your shit together. Like you're going to be a dad. And I'm like, I, what the fuck is going on? You know, like, Holy shit. You know, and my world is crushing down and now I'm adding in this fucking kid, that can of chaos. Like, but like, and so I'm like, okay, like make your decision. And so finally, I made the decision, but like, um, it wasn't until, uh, you know, I, like around this time last year that I was finally like, I know that I want to actually help people, uh, and get my message out there and say, Hey, you know what? Fucking shit happens. It doesn't matter if it's your twin brother dying. It doesn't matter if your dad's dying. I've had a ton of people that have come up to me and been like, Hey man, I just had X person die. And I'm like, I know this might come not come as any consolation, but uh, I know how you feel, you know, and if they do know that my twin brother died, then they understand. Yes. I yep. do. And I'm like, Hey, it's not a competition. You know what? A loss is a loss. Like, you know, I've, I've, I know people that were really close to their fathers, really close to their brothers. I've known, I'm not the only person that I know that had their twin die actually. Um, and when he called, I mean, that was a, that was a rough call. Like that was a really rough call. <clears throat> but, um, so I, it made me realize I'm not alone. You know, like, and I was like, I want other people to know they're not alone. People go through shit in their life and you got to stand up and say, you know, dust yourself off and be like, all right, I got to do what I need to, to survive. And then once I'm get through that hurricane period, you know, weather the storm, then I got to do what I need to, to fucking get back to normal. And then if not even more so, you know, um, but when I found out, yeah, my sister came, I was at work when he died. And I, I did actually have kind of a, like, something's really weird today. I can't put my finger on it. Uh, and then, like, my sister was like, hey, we're going to come over to your place and talk about where Casey's going to live after she gets out of prison. And I'm like, makes sense. She's going to have to live with somebody, yep. you know? Um, and so my sister came, and she came, walked in, and, like, she was with her husband, Kyle, and he was kind of, like, pacing around, you know? And, like, so she's like, all right, let's sit down, you know? And then I sat down, and she sat on the opposite side of the couch for me, which I was like... All right, a little weird. This you is know. weird. We're, yeah. we're siblings. And yeah, I know. I'm like, all right, you know, it's, it's whatever. <clears throat> and she's like, hey, before we talk about Casey, I want to talk about Caleb. And I'm like, what about him? She's like, he OD'd last night. And I'm like, oh, you know, not the first time he's OD'd or, you know, drank himself to the point of hospitalization. So I'm like, oh, all right, uh, where do we where do we go to pick him up? You know, like, let's go get him. Let's go get him. Yeah. yeah like, let's go bring him home, you know. 
And she's like, he didn't make it. And I remember sitting there for like maybe 30 seconds. I'm like, excuse me? She's like, he didn't make it. And like then and like like she started just she didn't say anything, but like her face said it all. And like the have you ever had one of those moments where like time slows down? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like instantly like I stood up and the thoughts that went through my head were like put the coffee table through the bay window. Uh, put the TV through the other window. Put the fucking everything through everything. You know, start sending shit through. Destroy. Everywhere. Yep. Yeah. You know, and then, like, if you were to, like, set a frame of pictures, it would be me just fucking punching every single hole in, like, until the walls were gone and there was nothing but the studs left. Like, I mean, and I was, like, the one thought that kept me from doing it. Had I lived in an apartment building where I didn't own anything? Oh, I, I've already fucking destroyed the whole apartment. Like, everything. Take my deposit. Call yep, it I've been good. like, I got renter's insurance. Fuck this. You know, but I was like, I own this house. And it's the middle of winter. It's December 17th. <laughs> it's cold outside. Um, you lived uh, here? Over here yeah, at Kovacs? In our house. Oh. Yeah, we've been in our house for six months. August, September, October, November. Wow. Five, five months, yeah. Um, and so, like, I was like, everything I damage, I have to fix. So I, I, I remember taking a breath and then I looked around, I looked around like, and Lindsay has the story that like all of a sudden I became like this, like if, if, if she could describe me, it was like I was on fire and I had devil wings and horns. Like I was just this beast. You just transformed. Yeah. Like, yep. you know, and I was breathing smoke. Um, but like I found, I looked outside the back window and I was like, snowman, snowman. Destroy that. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, the last time I touched it, it was solid ice. I was like, I'm going to go get my gloves because I've, I've punched an ice snowbank before without gloves on, and it does some fucking damage. Like, I, I mean, I once got very upset at uh, some something that happened to me. Uh, I got something stolen from me, and it, it, I didn't find out until I got home, and I, had to, I took it out on the snowbank. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck. But so I knew the damage that could happen. Uh, to your hands in an ice bank and so I ended up going upstairs to get my gloves and like I was throwing shit and whatever and nobody followed me because they're like I'm not going up there fucking you you know <laughs> like I'm like I get it um, but so I ended up going out destroying the fucking snowman in my t-shirt uh, and like luckily my hands were okay but like my fingertips and my forearms were totally fucked because I mean this there was nothing left I turned it back into snow um, and then you know uh, then the phone call started you know, and it was like, I, the only two I took were my mom and my dad. And then my sister left and it was up to like Lindsay to like babysit me to make sure. So I you're, the, you're the last one to find out? I pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I actually wrote uh, something about that, about how it took me a long time to get over that. Um, Cause like I, and, but I was glad that they didn't call me out of work because I was like, if shit ever happens like that, you know, like just let me have one last day of normal day. Yep. You know, like normalcy. Yeah. I is mean, that a like, word? Normal it is normal. Yeah, it I is think a word. That, yeah. I think that was the word. Yep. Yeah. Um and so like I was glad that I and, but I was also really glad that I didn't go on Facebook on my lunch break cuz like that shit got out quick. And my my wife tells That would have been a horrible way to find yeah, out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had two text messages that were kind of weird. One of them was from 
a guy that we used to train with, uh, and he's an he's a sh- officer in St. Croix County, and so he knew like immediately because like th- w- another person that we used to train with, uh, not as much as like uh, the guy that texts me, but uh, one of the guys, uh, Officer Schiltz, um, he was he's a deputy, and he's the one that intercepted Caleb and helped waited for him to get to the ambulance, and then brought him in. And Caleb didn't recognize him at all, you know, like, and fucking, I'm like, holy shit. So I know that Schultz probably texts my buddy and then my buddy texts me. He's like, Hey, if there's anything you need, just let me know. I'm like, Oh, that's nice of Aaron. I wonder, I wonder what's, uh, what's, what's he doing? Yeah. You know, I'm like, what's going on? well, I, 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 my thought was it's really nice of him to be concerned about my sister going through her divorce divorce. And there was a couple, bunch of other shit that I'm. Uh, I will, for her for save. her sake I yeah. won't yeah I yeah, won't we'll go into that. yeah but um uh I'm like that's really nice of him to be concerned about my sister you know and then there was another text message but I, I can't remember it it wasn't it was just something like hey bud what's up you know from somebody that I hadn't heard from in a while um and so luckily like my sister called me uh or I called my sister right on my lunch break and she talked to me the entire lunch break so I think gotta keep him off his phone yeah I she think knew. I think that's why um and so we were talking about like what we're gonna do, blah blah. So and then, and then obviously we've gone through after after work, but uh, yeah. So I wrote like it really sucked to be the last to know, and and that's one of those things that it took me a couple years to get over, because like it. But then like I was like in the day that we live, in the age of technology and information and communication, kind of like, remarkable. You didn't find out. Until it you got is. Home. Uh, it's very remarkable. I'm really glad I found and out the way that I did. I think with being the last person to know. Everybody else knew and reacted already, so they were already set up. Kind of, yeah. And I think everybody knew that you were going to take it the hardest. So they prepared themselves for how you were going to be. Kind of, yeah. And then, you know, they unleashed it on you. Absolutely, yeah. And everyone was prepared for probably any fucking aspect of what was going to happen. Oh, yeah. No, and I mean, they knew me. The funny thing is, everyone knew exactly how I was going to react. And I was like, am I that violent? You know? <laughs> but they were like, you're not. But. But you are a fighter. Who and... wouldn't react that way? Exactly. You know? And I was like, okay, that makes a little more sense. You know? But like, so I was only, actually, I wasn't at all uh, uh, offended when they, when they were like, we knew you were going to destroy something. Like, my sister was like, I just didn't want you to attack me. You know? Like, and my wife <laughs> was the same way. She's like, yep. I just didn't want you to punch me. Like, and Kyle, like, I, I my, we, we joked about this, because uh, obviously this came up a couple weeks ago when, for their anniversary. Yeah. We were talking about that moment, and uh, I was like, what do you think, what do you think would happen to Kyle if he, like, tried to stop me or, like, say something? Or, <laughs> and she's, she's like, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> like, he, he would have been a bloody pulp. Oh, man. <laughs> um. I hate to cut it short because no, I think, it's a great I think story. I'm, yeah, I think no, we, I'm pretty much uh, that's it. I think we got out because we've been talking for two hours, a, almost two hours. This is the longest one I've ever done. Nice. So I mean, look at the look at my acquaintance here. You know, the, the company's good. It is. Um, you got any social medias you want to throw back out there again? Uh, I'll do my uh, uh, Instagram again. Uh, you can follow me or check out my mountainscapes and I'm, I'm going to be trying to do a lot more reels, uh, but like, uh, tools and just random stuff. Maybe the kids and, uh, maybe some of Caleb, you know, helping people. If, and if you've, uh, if you hear this and you're like, Hey, this guy could really, I could use some advice. 
uh, message me. Reach out. Yeah, you know, reach, reach out to me on Facebook. Uh, reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at ManiacZach1. That's M-A-N-I-A-C-Z-A-C-H-1, the number. Um, and yeah, just message me. Be like, hey, man, like, is there any advice that I, I can give you or you can give me or whatever you – from whichever perspective you're talking. You yeah. Know. Uh, you know <laughs> what I mean. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to help. Um, and if uh, – or, or go on my Facebook page. Uh, go to the December 16th. I did it the night before this time um, just because I knew – like, uh, uh, we had to work. Okay. And it was our fucking Christmas party. The 17th? At work. Oh, yeah. So, God. like, I'm like, fuck, man, I can't take that day off. Uh, but then we had dinner with my family later. And, like, I, I couldn't, like, tell anybody, like, yeah, this isn't really where I want to be right now. <laughs> you yeah. know? I mean, it was fun. Uh, it was a good distraction, too, for the five year. But still, I was like, fuck, man, of course. Thanks a lot, Caleb. Like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like, the universe is fucked. <laughs> but, um, yeah, other than that, uh, like, I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you for kind of letting me kind of unload the story. Oh, like, absolutely. I do find uh, that that helps me a lot is to, like, just get it out of my – get it out of here, you know, and out of my head and out of my heart and get it out in the open. Yeah. Um, and I guarantee you, like, the podcast that we did the first time, I've listened to that at least a dozen times. Oh yeah, that's yeah. it's got at least probably thirty plays now. Nice. I I, I'm, I tell myself I'm like yeah, I bet half of those are Zach. And yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna say it's at least eight to ten times. Like because every t- every once in a while I'm like, man, I could really use some motivation. And like I do a pretty good job of like motivating myself. And I did some pretty good work on that one. So I'm like, oh yeah, you're a very motivating person. You're. I have my small group of creators and motivators is what I like to call them, and nice. you're definitely one of them. Perfect. So awesome. Well, you are definitely in my uh, most influential 100 list. That's what I go by. 100 people you got influenced by? Uh, no, it's like a, just right now do? it's like 15. Uh, oh. But it's 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 hopefully one day will be 100. Do you write them down? Uh, not all of them. You should write them down. I well, I have it, but like I think I have yet to update it. Is the thing? Okay. Yeah. So like right now it's like the the people that are active influencers in my life like my mom my wife it's pretty much the people that i hang out with the most but then it's like the people that i the what i'm building it to be is like the people that i want to hang out with more and then that i do know in my life and then like the rest of the list is gonna be filled with people that are like i want to get to know like people that are like uh, people that i look up to and that i want to get to next to and like have them pick their brain and be like hey i want to give this i want to be able to talk to this person yeah and like maybe work with them or whatever you know, awesome. Yeah, so like right now, this is cool because we get to work together. Uh, we get to hang out together. I love it. I love yeah. seeing you. I it's love always, seeing you it's too, man. It's a blast, man. I agree. We need so. to fucking find more reasons to hang out. Yeah, more <laughs> like, podcasts. <laughs> right. Um. All right. Yeah, we'll end it on that. So I'll do my little outro here. Um. Thanks for listening, everybody. I really appreciate it. Uh, follow my Instagram. You know, at, at HeyJFlow for updates and all that. Share this podcast, send it to people, you know, I like I like it getting out there. And remember, no matter what life throws at you, no matter how far it puts you down, always remember, just go with the flow. <laughs>